Welcome to Saturday Night Special, the show that's like that weird itch you get after that one night stand at the bar. We have a great show for you guys tonight, so stick around, have fun. We got an interview, we've got movie wars, we've got worst and ugliest covers of the week, we've got news, we've got so much. Stick around, hang out, and we also have a giveaway today, but it's not Marco's money. Aw, womp womp. Womp. That's right. So hopefully soon, Chris Tech should be hopping in, and we will be able to start our Samurai Doge interview, which will be a lot of fun. But until then... There's nothing like being fashionably late. We love it. So why don't we start some news? Oh, you want to get into the news while we're waiting for him? Yeah, let's start with a news story. Or we can talk about Ish and how he is a international smuggler of ketchup chips. Yes. Don't talk to cops, Ish. So don't mention don't mention the ketchup chips. <laughs> we also yeah. smuggled in hundreds of Wonder Bar candy bars. Oh man. Which are forbidden and illicit in these United States of America. But in the great Why? white north, they just fall off trees. <laughs> so we gathered them and we smuggled them across the border. You just you just pick the ones that are ripest off the tree and Yes. No, I'm not kidding you guys. The candy bar, the Canada's candy bar game is very strong. As is their potato chip game. That's that's all I can say. It's it's just it's very, very strong. Hey, I'm gonna be on my best behavior tonight, BK. We want this show to be a safe place for people to come when we interview them. I don't want to make anybody mad. Speaking of. Oh, just in time. Here we go. There he is. Hey, hello, Chris. Let's unmute. Hello, Welcome. my friends. How are you? Hello. I'm fine, and you? We're doing great. I'm sure you're busy getting all them samurai doggy issues together so that we get to read them, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for for this. It's it's a great comic and it's a fun read. Like it's 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 awesome. How could we not want to talk to you about it? Nice. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. What was your inspiration for making Samurai Doggy? You just wanted to make it just a kick-ass, just a kick-ass comic, or did you did you have a dream and you wake up and you're like, I see it, I see Samurai Doggy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of that. Uh, you know, the, the, that first ten pages of the comic book, it's actually a real dream. I actually dream of this, and I wake up and I talk to Santos, the that the the one who is writing the the uh drawing artist mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the artist and 
he said, yeah, let's draw, let's make this, let's make, let's make come true, you know. <laughs> it's such a cool, it's such a cool concept. Um, I, I get a lot of like nostalgia for Sam, uh, Samurai Jack when I read it. Have you ever seen Samurai Jack? You familiar with that? Yeah, I love Samurai Jack. Yeah. And that, that kind of cyberpunk mixed with samurai motif is so cool. Yeah, uh, one of our inspiration is Cowboy Bebop, you know, like uh, the animation. And well, there's a lot of inspiration, you know, because I grew up watching 19s animes, you know, like here in Brazil, because we have one channel here that they, they brought a lot of animes like Akira, like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. And so I really want to make a, 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 in this world, like a dystopian world with a samurai dog. You know? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, Lord BK says, Blade of the Immortal, Blade Runner, Star Wars, Samurai 7 equals Samurai Doggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when I read the issue, I, I got very much Cowboy Bebop meets like Samurai Shampoo feels for it. So I was I was definitely digging it. Yeah, I, I, I'm so happy that you guys read and like because you know because I'm from uh, Osasco. It's a small city here in São Paulo in Brazil, and when you see guys like you like. Like saying, I read, I like, and so for me, it's very, uh, it's a, it's a real dream, you know, because it's it's uh, one of my ideas and things, and reach to the people abroad, uh, around the world, you know, it's very nice. I mean, everybody in our chat loves Samurai Doggy as well. That's all we're, you know, and you know, we do a comic review on our on our show every week. And we've reviewed the first two issues. And I remember Matt messaging me prior to like the day of the show. And he's like, dude, I found this book. You need to read it before we go on tonight. And he's and nice. he, you know, told me what it was called. And I was like, okay. And I was I was reading it and I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I was hooked as, as soon as the bird came in to the after the dog was shot, the bird came in. I was I was hooked and I was like, where is this going to go? So it's, <laughs> it, it, it was great. Like, are you getting a lot of, uh, I, I, I take you're getting a lot of good feedback for it and people are loving it. So it's got to feel good. Yeah. Oh man. Thank, thank you so much. You know, uh, the, the next issue it's coming now, so if you want some action, this issue comes to a lot of action scenes because we we want you. I I always want like like this like building up and payback, building up and payback. So in Samurai Dad, you're gonna see a lot of this. So we we have this this mood stuff like what's going on, what's going on, and blah. Something happened, and again, what's going on? What's going on? Punch, punch. You know, because th this structure of narrative is one of the things that I like of animes because the action scene is real 
good, you know, like they they dedicate a lot of action scenes. So in Samurai Dart, we want to make like when you read, it's kind of you watch animation too, you know. That that's our our idea. I think it's coming across just great. It's working. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and like like Matt said, if there's anybody in the chat, oh here, BK says. What kind of soundtrack do you have in your mind when you're writing the story? Oh, that's good. That's good. The question. I, I when when I thought of Samurai Dot, there are two kind of moods that that are in my mind. One is lo-fi, you know, like this kind of lo-fi thing. With <laughs> and me and Santos really want to make some short animations of Samurai Dart and put it on YouTube and put that lo-fi like one hour of lo-fi and the repeated animation of Samurai Dart doing something, you know, we, we really want to do that. So one of the things is lo-fi and the other thing it's it's kind of rap, you know, like uh, underground rap, like from, because Samurai Doggy and the future, like his friend Ray, they are two characters of of uh, like they 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 the real is the underdog you know they 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 come from the, the the base they they come from from this this kind of thing and I think rap it's it's something that beauty these two you know like come to 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 the base you know so when you came up with the idea like so like. You know that page where it says Samurai Doggy, and he's got the Band-Aid on and his eye, and he's sitting there with his gun and everything. Like when you were talking to uh, Santos about that, were you like, "This is what I think he needs to look like"? Did you give him a rough sketch, or did you just say, "This is my vision, make it come to life"? <laughs> well, it's kind of <laughs> that's that's really good. Uh, it's kind of both things, you know, because. Uh, since since then I make a storyboard because in Brazil I'm film director too. I make yeah. like uh, short films and uh, I, one of my short film is Nausicaa or Wind Princess. You can you can search on the internet. It's uh it's called Wind Princess. It's a homage from Hayao Miyazaki. Hayao Miyazaki is, is the director from Chihiro, Totoro, and I I'm. I'm working 10 years of a short film. It's a inspiration. It's a homage for him. But I, I, it's very hard to finish because there is a lot of post-production. And Santos and I became with... He, he, made, he made my storyboards, you know, like in film and something like that. So we have this process to work together. So when we, when we create, we say, oh, let's go with this way. Let's make this let's put his eye or something like that you know uh, so it, it's not like give to you and, <laughs> and do everything you know it, it's not like that it's it's oh, very... you guys are used to working to each other so you guys you guys know how to to make it come yeah, to life yeah. now because you guys are used to each other now yeah, yeah yes that's it so chris I, I had a question when i was reading the second issue um in the final panel where Samurai Doggy has drawn drawn his blade, and everyone's kind of getting sliced. There's a there's like a a sound effect on on the panel, 
it looks like like a Chinese character mixed with hieroglyphics. What is that? What is that character? What is that? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> that, that's awesome that you look so, such close to things. Uh, you talk about the second issue, right? The right, final right. Issue, yeah. Uh, we, we we always want to make these sounds of of animes too, right? Right in comic, like ping and slash and things like that, you know. So because because it, we don't have uh, the 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 movements in comic book, so we think the movement it's the onomatopoeia. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, So. I, I really want to make these things too. So it, it's it's very nice that worked to you. Like when you see him draw his word, you see you see the the the, the movement. No? Yes. 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 That's that's very nice. Okay, so that's the sound effect from him drawing his sword and slicing all those guys. Yeah. Ah, I now I get it. It's like um, you know. Uh, graphics, graph, so, so graphic, you graphic, yeah, graffiti. Gra so yeah. we really want to make this graffiti instead. It's like uh, in, in translation, it's like fresh, it's like something like that. You know the sound. <laughs> I don't know the <laughs> the, 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 the me, but it's it's kind of a crash, something like that. <laughs> There's a lot of in, in, in graffiti. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's a really it's a really cool image. I love. I love that idea of him drawing the blade and before he's even before it looks like he's even moved everyone's cut yeah. and you don't even get to see like motion lines he's just got a sword just kind of drawn and everyone's cut yeah and that's, that. that's a true anime influence though that that screens anime to me you know like he, he doesn't even draw you don't even see him draw it and he's already there's like resheating it yeah yeah but but you also because of that that glyph or the graffiti sound effect, it's kind of like they don't even know what happened to them, right? Yeah. They, they, their brain's still trying to unscramble what just happened. Yeah. The, uh, the, at least that's the sense it gave me. The, 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 the original idea, it's the guy shoots in and he draws his word and the bullets uh, taking the, the, the blades and mm -hmm. this, and these bullets. Oh, I see. So he's it's like shrapnel. He's sliced yes. the bullets and it's yes. hitting the guns. Okay. Yes, it's kind of this. Is this 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 the mood of the, 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 the scene? So we got another question from BK says, Do you have an ending for the series already in mind, or is it still open and you haven't got that far yet? Uh I have an ending. But uh, my dream is to make like uh, twenty, like ten seasons of Samurai Dog. You know, this first season is gonna be seven issues because uh, here in Brazil we make Samurai Dog, and one issue is like uh, two hundred pages. So we we separate these two hundred pages in seven issues. So this is the first season. So I really want to make like 10 seasons of 200 pages. But I just write uh, three seasons. And so the fourth season, five seasons, I, I make a summary. 
but I, I, I didn't write, I, I'm not write the, the, the rest of the story, you know? So then you've already got several issues written and out in Brazil and they're just being released in America through Aftershock now, or they're still in the works? We, they they release in Aftershock as the same time we release him. Now we we, okay. begin, we begin to sell in, in Brazil right now, but in Brazil we we are independent. You know that that's mm -hmm. our our agreement with Aftershock. Like you have the word, and we have in Brazil independent, so we don't have a publisher here in Brazil. You know. So well, we good just, for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so because. It, we can so we can order from Brazil. We can order the the whole two hundred pages. Yeah, you can, but only with me. <laughs> you have to buy directly. <laughs> you don't have the publisher. <laughs> hey, if you buy it directly from you, there's no middleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it's in Portuguese. I don't know if you guys gonna understand. So, but you can you can. Uh, Read the images. I don't know. We'll we'll go to the Chujascaria and then we'll be able to speak Portuguese just fine. Yeah. That will be awesome. So Hartman yeah, in our chat asks, sorry, Matt. Oh go um, ahead. Is is Santos a digital artist or is he an ink and pen artist? Uh he's uh he made in digital. He made in digital uh the the the, the thing but he it, it's kind of like a, a a paper you know because he he drawing the tablet like mm -hmm. uh, so in digital tablet so it's very awesome he's he's awesome. a true artist i i'm just the 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 guy of ideas he's the true artist <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah like i mean his art really really tells your story and it really embraces your story which makes it like a nice page turner because you're just like you know, you read it and then you, what I find myself doing is, is staying on the page and kind of, there's so much going on in a lot of times that you can't just breeze through it because there's so much good art and there's so much going on. You, it's easy to miss something cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that's, that's another thing that's great about it is, is you really want to take your time as you're going through this book. Yeah, that that's that's true. That's, that's true, true. And, and, and you know when I, when we speak, I, I I want to show you guys something. Wait a minute. Yeah. We're getting a sneak peek. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so if well, you guys here, here in Brazil, we make uh, oh, uh, oh man, oh so, that is so cool. I gotta yeah, have so one of those. Yeah. That, that that's be very very awesome. So we have the 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 action figure, and we we make like a flip book too, and we have the art book too, like with all our ideas and concepts and stuff like that. So it, it's it's very nice. Um, I don't know the 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 word, but it's very nice gadget. Uh, something more about the universe, you know, like lore, like diving into the lore more. Yes, and yes. Editions, yes. I, I noticed an issue too. Now, in, in the samurai culture, their blade has a lot of meaning to them and the hilt of the blade and the handle. And I, I like the way the, the sword is done is designed in Samurai Doggy. Is there any significance to that? Or was it just kind of like a oh, this looks cool type? 
in, in the this word you mean like the yeah. the this word the blade. yeah we we, we it's, it's both things like we we really want to make something it's very cool and design but uh from the the along the story you're gonna see another blades another sword so i really want that samurai dog find some other weapons and and swords too so we think about a lot of swords here uh, of the story you know so d does he get to upgrade his sword does something happen that you're not going to be able to tell us or does he lose that sword and he has to acquire another one or wow you have to read <laughs> i tried maybe you should see they're gonna see this <laughs> hey, I, I tried i tried for a, i tried for a sneak peek <laughs> that's awesome yeah and, you got another question how 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 do you guys know this the samurai in, in a comic book shop how, how how do you guys know about this project yeah it, it's in the comic book shops oh nice so just go in there and see and see and see let's let's see this it's kind of this oh yeah that's not so because I, we... i've never been in a comic book shop you know so you I never have been in a comic book shop? <laughs> you have yeah, to know it's great yeah we don't have comic book shop in brazil you know we we don't have a lot of comics so that's why uh we really want to make a comic book from usa you know so then what got you into this medium then? If you've never been in a comic book shop, was it just kind of like manga drew you into it and you were like, you know what, I can do that. I'm going to start doing comics or what What really got you into that? Yeah, it, that's a very good question because uh, I, I really want to make some uh, movies and stuff like that. And But my ideas is very megalomaniac, you know? So when I talked to Santos, I said to him, maybe we can start create stories of comic books and mangas because in Brazil we don't have comic book shops, but we have like uh, uh, like banks in the corner, you know, like uh, a place when you buy some magazines and journal and stuff like that. So there is manga too, and so that's why I I bought some magazine when I was a kid, and I became to do this, like to try to make my ideas come true, not in cinema, but in comic book, you know. So we start like this. What What was it about uh, Aftershock that drew you to them as an indie publisher over like Image or Dark Horse or any of the other ones? Is it just because they came to the table and offered or did you kind of have a pick of, of a couple? Well... Santos and I sent a lot of emails to all the publishers and nobody answers. But one day Aftershock answers and say, well, we like your project. Can, can we look more closely? And so they, they like a lot and say, let's do this. So it's, it, I, I have to, to thank Aftershock a lot because they believe us and they give us the opportunity. So it, it, it's really nice for, for them to believe in your project and you guys like it. So it's like it's like na na natural thing. I, I don't know how to explain exactly, you know. Those other and publishers I must be kicking themselves in the ass right now. <laughs> Damn it. 
why did what were we thinking <laughs> i know you said that you wanted to do more lo-fi stuff with samurai doggy and kind of just like an hour like lo-fi girl almost or like an hour of samurai doggy doing something with music playing behind i mean have you been approached or is there any desire to see this made into like an animated show that we would see over here or like like a normal anime would be done uh, i really want you to make to see samurai dark in animation i really it's a it's gonna be a dream and and also again i really want to when i create samurai dark i imagine a grpg game of samurai dark like we can playing switch or psn but uh we start with a good story and good design and people gonna like like so i really want you to see some i don't know company of animation make this but i don't know how is in usa like uh, there is a lot of animation company in usa because i i just know of japan you know but like uh, like anime style in USA, there is a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, with issue two, I like how you issue one you you brought us up to this climax, and then issue two, yeah, you made us that. you made us. Hold on, and you backed up a little bit so that you could you could bring us back to that climax again, and we got to see what was going on from somebody else's angle. Yes, and yes. you know it's the guy, that, and it's it's kind of cool because now you know why the wheel is being guarded by the mobsters, the gangsters, and you know that there's you know what I mean. And so, what what was your idea for the whole like this? this guy trying to score some drugs getting to here like what was what was your thought process on that and does that is that a continued storyline in it or is this was that just something to push the story oh yeah no, wait, wait don't tell don't give it all away <laughs> <laughs> okay well you in the future you're gonna see more of this character but because we in, now we have we have to finish uh you guys you guys see that we we're going to some way and this character gonna be in another way in the future but you guys understand <laughs> but <laughs> it's very difficult to explain it's not explain you know because i don't have to to give you a spoiler or something like that but right. um but i i really want you to to make these characters like the robots, like the enemies, like you understand them, you know, because I I, I don't like this stories just, oh, and somewhere they go there and kill everyone. So I, I think this is, it, it, it's not a good story. I think the good story is when you, you, you know the enemies, you know the villain, you know the characters. So I really want you to make this to you guys like, well, there's the wheel, there's the, the dread stuff in the wheel, this robot, there is a system there. So it's it's not like, oh, I go to the wheel and and like kick some ass off everyone, you know? So <laughs> we have more deeply stories. And my idea is that Samurai Dodd is like uh, Jones, no, like you know nothing, Samurai Dodd, you know? <laughs> like Samurai <laughs> Dodd, 
he he joined to understand some things, but he gonna say, oh well, it's like that, it's like that. So in the story, you're gonna see that Samurai Dog knows nothing, and we have to make difficult decisions because it's a revenge story. So and when you have this theme of revenge or vengeance, it's it's very difficult to to work because the last the last story of vengeance that I love it is last of us 2 the i don't know the game it's mm -hmm. about vengeance and the characters have to make a very difficult decisions because you have to choose something that you're gonna die inside or complete your your <laughs> journey so samurai dog is going to somewhere like this is when he be, when he have some happy in his life something bad happened and he had to return to his vengeance you know that's kind of this that i'm never to... gonna catch a break is what you're saying yeah, <laughs> never gonna catch a break. yeah. just keeps pulling him back in yeah. like yeah. john which is, wick which is which is great though because now you got you're gonna see this huge conflict going on within him which is awesome so yes Double O saying good evening to you, Chris. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you want spoilers, Kyle, you're gonna have to buy from Chris and learn uh, <laughs> Portuguese. <laughs> if you want those spoilers, don't. I'm I'm already got it on Google Translate because it's just the way <laughs> it has to be now. I just want I want to order that samurai doggy. Uh, yeah. the, the statue. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Is that available to order? And if it is, yeah. just personally yeah. send me the link so they don't get sold out and I can get one first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we, we made this so if you want, we can create more and send to you. But don't, don't buy the volume of, of Brazil because we, we depend of the the volumes of aftershock. If you don't buy aftershock, Samurai Dog is gonna die. So please <laughs> buy aftershock. <laughs> oh, no, I'll definitely do that. And if they release a toy, then I'll also buy it from Aftershock as well. Yes. How's that? <laughs> I'll make that promise to you. If I if I can get it now, but if Aftershock releases it later, I'll buy it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And and Aftershock made something that that's very nice. It's they they have like variant uh, covers, and in Brazil we don't have that. So this variant, like Matt shows, it's only Aftershock. So it's very cool. In Brazil we don't have this issue, you know. And there is some asterisk to in the book that we create from from this this comic of Aftershock. That in Brazil we we don't have this asterisk to. So that that's very awesome to stuff, you know. Double O is asking, are you going to be at any comic shows coming up now? Have you been invited to comic shows to go sign autographs and talk about Samurai Doggy? Uh, until now, I, I uh, we we don't we, we don't receive any any um, things like that. So, but I really it'll happen. To. Yeah, it didn't happen, but I really want to see this. Spread. Like Fantastic World says, if we just keep spreading the samurai doggy love, it'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get this? <laughs> I love this chat. This chat's very good. <laughs> yes, we have we have an awesome chat. They love they love to ask questions and they love to hang out with us. They're here every week hanging out with us, talking as we're live. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and, and, and you, you guys, there is there a lot of mangas here that you guys read to? In, oh yeah, in... just a second. Oh. So, so we do a whole. So Sam is our anime guy. So we do oh. a whole anime segment every show to 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 talk to our viewers about anime and to keep oh. them knowing what's going on in anime. Like he's a big One Piece guy. He loves the anime One Piece. Ah, nice. Old Dragon Ball. Nice. So... You know you love this one, right? I really want to watch this. It's going to be released here, right? The yeah, anime. next weekend. Yes, I really want you to see that. Mob Psycho 100. Wow, you have a good stuff. <laughs> Spy family. family. I love this. And, of course, One Piece, The Goat. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so each one uh, of you guys is one a segment, like Sans Manga and Kyle another thing and Matt other things like that. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so Sam is our anime guy, our movie guy. Matt is our comic guy, movie guy. I do. I talk comics, and we all have our. Our little piece that makes us wow to make it have fun. Um, Harday West is asking, What are your current favorite mangas? Right now? I'm just a guy, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ish. he was on mute. And Ish is he's he runs a comic book store, ah. so he gets to he gets to he gets the feel of love of comics all the time. So he's the he's the true boss, you know, like the guy <laughs> in, the, in the shadow, <laughs> the true the true leader. Uh, what, what's the question? Sorry, I, I forgot. <laughs> uh, he says, "What mangas are you enjoying right now? What mangas are you enjoying?" Well, Spy Family is very good manga right now. Uh, I I really love it and. Uh, I really want you to read Chanson Man, but uh, my one of my favorite inspiration of Mangaka is Naoki Urasawa, who made who made like twenty uh, first century boys. Yes, monster, and he 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 made something new right now. I forgot the name of his new manga, but it's awesome too. His guy know to tell stories. I love their, their manga. They, it's Billy Bat, now uh, 20th Century Boys. Yeah. And yeah, yeah what's his what's his current one? A monster um, and Pluto. Pluto is awesome too. God. Let's see. <laughs> Asadora, Billy Bat. Azadora, Azadora, Monster, and and Pluto. It's awesome. So uh, uh, just just something. It's not about the team, but I I just want you to to know about your opinion, guys. Uh, 
you guys watch uh, Nope from from yeah, that's what the alien movie. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? Wow, it's awesome movie. I love it. And there, there is a part of Akira inspiration in the movie when the motorcycle. And, and there is a video they tell, oh, I have to put Akira in my movie. So it's very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the the, the motorcycle movie. slide, yeah. Yeah, the motorcycle slide, yes. The, the motorcycle comes in from behind the camera and then it slides in front of the camera. Yeah. yeah. yeah so th there is a lot of move directors that inspired by, by animes and manga. Like Aronofsky in in Hacking for a Dream, there's a lot of inspiration of Perfect Blue from from Satoshi Kon and uh, Christopher Nolan too. They love uh, like Paprika from Satoshi Kon too. So I think I think mangas and animes has a lot of influence in the world right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Rec Room for a Dream, Perfect Blue. Yeah, you you nailed it. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of those kind of inspirations, just iconic moments that really kind of they're like uh, earworms, but, but visually, you know, these visual uh, moments. And and that Akira bike slide has been in a ton of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That bike slide in, in so many movies. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And I, I really want to uh, now speak of comic book. Do you guys watch Sandman? Do you like Sandman? Of series Netflix? Sandman, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah it was a, good. It's a true series, right? Yeah, Very it's good. awesome. So you you directed quite a few things, few things. What was your favorite thing to direct? Well, it's very difficult to make this in Brazil, so that's why I think I'm a little crazy. But I love science fiction. It's one of the things that I really want to make. But in movies, it's very difficult because there's a lot of money to, to spend. And if you make this wrong, it's not going to make the refund, you know? It's very difficult to a science fiction have payback from financial stuff, you know? It's very difficult. It's very difficult. You said it's difficult to make. Is that because of special effects? What's what's the obstacle? I think there's special effects too, but uh, Perfect Blue is terrified without a lot of car. <laughs> uh, I think um, this the the writing too, you know, like we have to make a very good idea, like. When I watch it, uh, Ex Machine, Ex Machina, I don't know the name in English. Uh, it's Ex Machina, right? Yeah. Uh, I think the, the the that story is very difficult to write. You know, you have to think a lot of these artificial intelligence. So the 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 the, the director is very good writing. I, I think it's very difficult to to make this. In my opinion. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like sci-fi is about honing in on, on excesses in our current society, right? And then expanding that excess to the ultimate limit to show how it could corrupt our society. 
right? So you can have with AI, right? You, if you become too dependent on AI, you lose your humanity or, or the AI, like in Terminator, AI becomes too independent and it, and it seeks to destroy its creator. And in a way that's, that's analogous to man, man versus God, man versus machine. Yeah. And, and so there's these, these themes, these kind of broader themes that are brought out. Um, and so, you, you know, a lot of times you look at time travel, for example, is, is wish fulfillment. You know, I want to go back and change my mistakes. Um, or, or you might have uh, another one is like the invisible man where oh, your yes. anonymity, you have anonymity and no one can see what you're doing what kind of choices would you make? Would you still be a good person or would you become a, an evil person and do evil things? And you're right that the writing has to be very good. And I feel like um, a lot of times sci-fi is very dependent on effects, but the writing's not very good. And, and, and if the writing is not there to begin with, then it doesn't matter what kind of effects you have because it will still not have a connection to people. Um, yeah, you nailed it. Writing is is the big thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you because sci-fi, when when you think about sci-fi, something that you don't know, right? It's it's in a place that it's it's a very mystery, and this mystery is, is not it's not everything is good, you know. Maybe the the sci-fi bring you some to to think and to make a feel like a terror to you because. We have to think about the future or in a society from the future that you don't know, right? It's like everything. I don't know. <laughs> Just philosophical. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> BK in our chat says, MMA is huge in Brazil. Do you have any MMA or martial arts series in mind? I yeah. Mean, Samurai Nagi, right? Yeah. Besides <laughs> that, yeah, I, I love martial arts. I practice Taekwondo, you know, Taekwondo and Kung Fu. So I really want to make uh, Samurai Dorga action from the book. Uh, so that, that's why you're going to see the in the uh, the next issue. It's going to be on October. There's a lot of influential of action scenes. So you're going to see slide. And so Samurai Dorga going to fight a lot. So you're going to watch that. It's very martial art thing. So who's your favorite mixed martial artist right now? Oh, it's very difficult to answer this. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's very difficult to answer that. <laughs> I love martial arts. I love, I love There's it. so many good. Yeah. My, uh, the guy I work with, just he went to Brazil not too long ago for uh, for Taekwondo. Yeah. And and he went to one of the, you know, because they have, they're, they have huge like everyone comes from all around the world to do, yeah. you know, and he walked away with a few gold medals, but he loves going there and fight and, and showing off his skills down there. Do you get to, have you done anything quite like that? Yeah. Well, not so huge like that, <laughs> but I, I, I really, I really want to, to, well, next weekend, I don't to participate in a championship of Taekwondo here in Brazil. Let's see. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I really That's like, awesome. and I really want to put some movements of 
martial arts in samurai dog you know because when yes. you animation we have to to put that i i don't know if, if you know there is a guy i don't know the name his name right now but he's a he's an animator and he practiced taekwondo too i follow him in instagram and he is awesome he puts some movements of of him and he put on his animation so it's awesome and he made an animation of a lion a lion like uh it's kind of samurai dogs lion uh anthropomorphic and he he fights a lot so it's very good animation and, and very inspiring of taekwondo you know that's cool it's like so, beast. yeah so when you say the samurai doggy is going to be fighting a lot more with actual martial arts does that mean he's gonna are we gonna see somewhere where he's he's truly got a true test that that's really gonna push him to his extreme limit like there's you know like an anime there's always that one villain or that one opposition that they have that that it's just so hard for them to beat is that are we gonna see something like that in samurai doggy yeah, you're gonna see that that it's just the beginning. When you when you finish this first season, you're gonna watch and say, okay, they just start the story right now, you know, because my idea is that's the the the, the first step of Samurai Doggy. He knows very little of of stuff, including martial arts. So it, it's it's not a spoiler, but it's kind of spoiler. But he he. All that Dark knows, it's because of Ray, because he, Ray is a future, a technological future who has a lot of memories of things because he's a robot. So Samurai Dark knows a lot of things because of Ray, but mm. in the middle of the journey, he gonna understand the true meaning of Samurai and tasks and the true martial arts. So he just know something that's it's not the real, Chris, I have a question, and I I don't I don't necessarily want an answer to this question. Okay. But I have. Let me just pose it not as a question, but as a statement. I have okay. a feeling, Samurai Doggy's puppy brothers are not all dead. Well, you have this. <laughs> well, we have to read. <laughs> you have to read. Oh snap! That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, you have to read. Leaving us in suspense. Yeah, that's that's the stuff. And you know do, what that do you... Oh, sorry, Chris, I... issue. Chris, I have a I have another question for you, just about the writing process. Do you start by saying what's the worst possible thing that can happen to this to this dog? Is that how you you like to play it out? Is what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I think if some right doggies die, the story is over. You know, like, right, right, right. But, have... but short of that, right? You want to keep him, you want to keep him going without dying, but it just be as awful as possible, right? Yeah, because uh, that's where the drama is, right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with you. I, I I don't know exactly something that. Well, you, you're going to see that a lot of bad stuff is going to happen to Dart, but he always don't... Because in martial arts, we believe that always you can uh, growing better, you know? You can mm -hmm. 
I, I really want to make a positive message. But as I'm writing, I sometimes I, I think that the, the the story is more than me, you know? Like like it's it's not more about me, it's it's about the story. So there's sometimes that I'm writing that Samurai Dog answered to me. It's not I'm answered to Samurai Dog, you know, like, well, Samurai Dog is never going to do that. Samurai Dog is going to do this, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> like it, 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 it's, it's more than you. I don't know how to explain, but the, the, the characters begin to have life and to have thoughts that that you, when you I'm writing, I'm, I'm, it's not more Chris, it's doggy, you know. Yeah. Okay, so I, I've got a pitch for you for your next comic book. Yeah. Ta Taekwondo guinea pigs. <laughs> awesome. awesome. <laughs> so uh, guinea pigs, like, I have guinea pigs. My, my kids love guinea pigs. So we always, everyone always gives me crap on this show about having guinea pigs. And that, I think that is something that would be different. It, instead of four, though, you should make it three. <laughs> Three Taekwondo guinea pigs. <laughs> I just imagine right now. Now I visualize this. <laughs> they're all blind and they're all named Kyle. We got the hair. It's like you got a guinea pig and a chinchilla and a hamster, and they all fight martial arts, and their hair is too long. They can't see. <laughs> That'll be awesome. <laughs> well, Chris, you're you're more than welcome to hang out. You're more than welcome to bail. If you've got stuff to do, we understand. If you want to hang out a few, we can do our anime segment next with Sam. Sam can talk anime and, and you can hang around for then. Or you can if you if you're busy, you can go ahead and take off. We totally understand. So it's up to you. No, we, no, we really bad. appreciate it. I, I'm really enjoyed to talk to you guys. I'm just uh, uh, want to say sorry about my English. Sometimes I have to become ner nervous, so I I don't know if you guys understand everything that I'm saying. Dude, oh yeah, English, yeah, yeah, Your yeah. English is excellent. So yeah, fine. we got you. We got you. <laughs> Thank you. So man. no, no worries. You yeah, are you're good. awesome. I'm I'm really appreciate and I I really like to thank you guys to to this opportunity and you are very nice and <laughs> cool guys you know like yeah nice <laughs> have you have you ever played dodgeball 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 is that one what what is no, that's baseball dodgeball you throw balls at each other ah I yes 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 yes. I, I, it's awesome because it's very popular dodgeball no because i run a dodgeball league that's why they're asking uh, i run a dodgeball league looks like bk has one more question uh what did you decide to tell the story of anthropomorphic well you know uh, th this word anthropomorphic i i know this word after writing some radar so i i don't know that when you see this animal in like in human stuff it's anthropomorphic i don't know this word so i i i have knowledge of this word after writing some radar so i i'm not imagining like the, the one thing that i really want you is when dog is a puppet he's kind of like a real doggy but when he grow up 
it become like uh, anthropomorphic. So that that's that's my dream. <laughs> you know, when I when I dream, I really see this. So it, it's not like I really want to do that because of this. You know, it's just something that that there's popping in my mind. You know. Yeah, it, I mean, it probably comes from your your love of anime because there's a lot of anime that uses anthropomorphic characters it, just like regular people so it, it you probably it just comes natural to you if, if anime was kind of your your sweeping forte into this this genre yeah probably probably because uh yeah you, you you're right there's a lot like thundercats do, do you remember thundercats mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. Thundercats and the turtle ninja ninja turtles not teenage ninja turtles also is like anthropomorphic but nobody saying this word at least i i didn't know like well ninja turtles anthropomorphic we have to put in the the title right <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be more clear but i i don't know i just i just see this image i don't know how to answer that like it's not logical thing i think i can only imagine cool. i can only imagine though you you the first 10 pages of samurai doggy were a dream you had to have woke up in a cold sweat and been like wow <laughs> did i really just dream that like i need to you know how in dreams too they like you wake they go up away and you're quick. like yeah you're like i gotta remember that hurry up like you had to have been like falling out of bed frantically looking for like a pen and paper to like start writing all this down because you yeah. know like that, that dreams they you know they they, they go away so fast you you describe exactly exactly the same <laughs> you describe very good very good exactly like that because i don't know if you guys uh it, it, it's worked with you guys too, but I, I really forget my dreams very fast. Sometimes I wake up and I don't remember what I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. and, and this is very sad because there's a lot of dreams that I really want to stay in my dream, you know, like to, to be more there a little, a little more, you know, like I really want to stay there. I heard we go back to sleep. Maybe I'll go back to the dream. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, you're never going back, you know, no. it's, it's very difficult. So it, 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 that that's that's weird stuff, right? <laughs> I really want to to dream more. I don't know. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Chris. This was an awesome interview. Like I said, you're more than welcome to hang out. We'll do anime next, since we know you love anime. You can you can boast and and love over whatever anime news that Sam is going to bring us. You're more than welcome to leave. You can hang out for as long as you want. It's all up to you. Well, and if you're ready I, to go, I, you can just wave by and <laughs> and split, uh, and we totally understand. Yeah, I, I think I'm going because in Brazil right now it's very late. But yeah. thank you so much for everything. I love you guys. You guys are very awesome. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. I really want to talk to you more. And maybe when when you guys finish the first season of Samuel Dark, we can talk again and see your impressions, you know? deal well deal. in honor in honor of you joining us tonight chris we're going to do at the end of the show we're going to give away the first issue of samurai doggy to one of our listeners and this is what chris referred to this is the aftershock ambassador variant the book that is very limited and you only got if you were a, a aftershock 
ambassador proof store so the, the print run is very low on these so we're gonna go ahead and give this away at the end of the show that's true so thank you appreciate it. love you so we'll, we'll see you in five more issues yes so we'll see you in five more issues thank you so much chris we love you great story keep up the great work and we'll see you soon thank you sir thank you thanks chris and, thanks, and don't chris. forget You're to awesome. send me that that samurai doggy toy yeah because i yeah. want one so bad yeah oh i'm so jealous <laughs> i think it's so awesome thanks a lot chris have a great night you too write right. down your Thank dreams you. write down your dreams <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was a lot of fun. What a fun guy. Awesome. Super awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. awesome. When I was uh, um, posting this on Instagram and stuff, I was tagging him and, and he was liking it. And like, he, you know, he, I'm glad he had a good time. I'm glad he had a good time. So, well, now we're not going to do anime. Your, your, your segment is uh, now pushed <laughs> to where it normally is. Fucker. <laughs> Hey, it's fair enough. Fair enough. We had a great time. Oh, We're basking in the afterglow, basking Chris, in afterglow, interview afterglow with Chris. Chris was awesome. What a what a what a cool dude. He just sorry, I, I didn't get to, we didn't genuine. get to ask him about the the Jake Paul fight there, BK. I thought he was asking <laughs> me and me and you if you if we were going since it's here in Arizona. Oh yeah, maybe I don't know. I thought he was asking him. If he's going to come to America and see it. Are you going to the Silva-Paul fight? We should. I want to so bad. So what I'm doing is everybody who's commented in uh, throughout this chat, you're right. I didn't. I did not create an ish, international incident. You're welcome. See, Kyle is very good in interviews with creators. It's in person is when the issues <laughs> it's because i'm over the over the internet yeah there's no there's no confrontation there like kyle is not buying a good or a service from him he's already done so so the transactions <laughs> happen he's got no reason to be upset or disgruntled so what i'm doing now is i'm going through the chat right now and i'm getting the color it's, like i said as as new names pop in, I will. <laughs> so if we want, I guess let's let's get this show back on track and let's uh let's get some news going. Let's right. do it. Oh, what strong one? Oops, strong one. That's a logo i should probably act like i've been here before right it, so. it's all right but um starting it, off we got Hartman is carday west you're not going to be entered in twice Hartman. yeah it is and Hartman, you told me you had work to do motherfucker that's why you're not on the show so you better get back to fucking work just joking yeah. let's, go, let's go ahead and start this shit it's all good double o
Appreciate you for stopping by. Our leading off story tonight, Marvel's upcoming Miles Morales reboot, which launches in December. We'll see the the character go back to wearing his classic Spider-Man costume. Because, uh, yeah, what was that hoodie costume he had on up until this point anyway? So it's good to see the, the red and black come back. I Who agree. the hell is, like, filing papers right now? Are you are you wrapping stuff in tinfoil ish? Yeah, like <laughs> no, but your mom is. Oh, is she doing it like right next to you? She's literally doing it. No, she's not. She's in the kitchen, but it's that loud. Jesus. She's like, okay, they're done with the interview, and now they're talking. I'm yeah. going to start wrapping tinfoil. I'm going to wrap gifts. <laughs> yes. She goes. You know what? This show needs more of. Tinfoil tin audio <laughs> and hats. Yeah, that's actually what she's making tinfoil hats for all of us. Perfect. So perfect. Yes. Perfect. I think I have everybody that's in the chat so far. So. It's the crinkling of the ketchup chip bags. We have so many. They create this ketchup mass ketchup. of crinkly sound. I'm even including your mom because technically she would be a separate winner than Ish. So. <laughs> she's wrapping she's wrapping the ketchup chip <laughs> so that the scanners don't see it. <laughs> so so Miles Morales is going back to his classic yeah, costume. Back on topic, yeah. We're getting going back to the black and red classic Miles costume for the new series. Uh for all of you who didn't know the, the issue that just came out this week was the final issue of the current I run. knew that. I know yeah. that that's the final issue. Yeah, you learned you learned that last night, huh? No, Double, I knew that. Come on, I, I knew it. I just wanted to have like a different response for each of the shows. So yesterday was, uh, I didn't okay. know. Today is I totally know. Okay. Is it is that is this picture taken directly from the the comic panel? Because his head looks kind of xenomorph shaped. Uh, I believe this is going to be a cover to issue one. Um, that's what the. So this is just an advertisement photo. Who actually Miles is? He's part of Indiana Jones and the Crystal Alien Skull. Crystal. Yes, that's he's one of the Crystal Skulls. He he escaped the elongated head, <laughs> and now he is part of Marvel. Roger <laughs> says, "So glad that ugly ass costume didn't stick." Yeah, hundred percent. But super stoked for Miles to do that. Uh. Coming up next, um, Nightwing 99 declares that Dick Grayson has the best butt in the DC universe. I just threw, we knew that before that, dude. I've known that. To throw this in That's for not Kyle. news. That's not That's, news. That is not news at all. Chris Evans doesn't have America's ass. Nightwing has America's ass. That's right. I wonder if I got anything cool to give away. Kyle loves all the... I had a few uh, drinks, and now I'm in a giveaway mood. <laughs> Give away well, your personalized picture. Aside, is, is this what we want out of our comic books, though? Yes. Yes. Ass. Ass. Yes. All right. So what they should do that is in every issue, yes. in at least one panel, there should be like him bending over, and you can see his ass. Like in every issue, he's picking up a pencil or something. <laughs> no, he's like turned around. He's like turned around, and a little puppy's like chewing on his pants and pulling down, so you can see the top of his crack, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got plumber's crack in every issue now. 
No, but he every issue there should be one panel where he goes, "Oops, did I drop something?" <laughs> and it's like Ned Flanders in a ski outfit, right? Boom. <laughs> but good for I mean, you know what? It's about Night, time. Dick Dick needs we a little stop bit calling of him Dick Grayson and start calling him Ass Grayson. Nice ass Grayson. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, he's not Nightwing anymore. He's Night Ass. He should come out with a new costume that has like the his ass like right right here. He should just wear assless chaps now. So it's just his tights, but the cheeks are cut out. He should just rename himself to Asswing or Night Ass. <laughs> Assling. Uh, BK says we should give away some ketchup chips and our Canadian no. candy bars. <laughs> Joe's Doolin says you need a Nightwing. Coppertone homage. No, it's it's you, you know that new is it Coppertone that does that? The it's no, that's is uh have you seen those new they're for like the copper things that you put over your and it's what's his name from uh special victims unit and he's like he's naked and it's blurred out, he's working out, he says, I use these fucking after I oh, work yeah. out. <laughs> that's how that should be like the Dick Grayson thing and like He's working out. You can see his ass, and he's got like a, a thing on his show on his elbow, fucking showing. Nailed it, <laughs> Dick Grassin. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of, kind of reminds me of grass more than ass. Dick Assin. We can't call him Dick Ass. That would just be weird. Ass butt. Ass okay. butt we wing. named the comic Ass Butt. Ass Butt ass Wing. Butt. Night Butt Wing. You should give away your copy of Nightwing that you have the custom drawing on Kyle where you're like this and just staring at Nightwing's butt. Dude, the next con, <laughs> that is the sketch I'm getting. Booty. That's what I'm going to ask Norm Ratman. Hey, can you draw me looking like this at, at, at Dick Grayson's ass? Booty. With little hearts coming up, and like I have hearts <laughs> for eyes, like the anime. No, they're like butts instead of hearts. They're butts. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! You're right, Heidi said. Every dick needs a good butt. <laughs> That's right, dick butt. <laughs> okay. Moving on, Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld, our old buddy Rob Liefeld, reveals that he knew about Hugh Jackman's Wolverine return long before Ryan Reynolds' internet announcement. Who the frick cares? Like, try stop trying to cash in on that announcement, Rob Liefeld. He, I, I looked and looked. And I, I remembered like a week ago him dropping a hint that there was going to be a Deadpool three. I thought we made it like a comic cucumber story for some reason, but maybe not. Like, or maybe I thought about doing it or something. But I thought, and I looked over his Instagram under my assumed like, one that I'm not blocked on, and then I looked at his knew. Facebook. I knew. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, that's typical Rob, Rob Liefeld right there, right? You just got to steal the spotlight and be like, oh, well, bring this back to being about him. Very self-absorbed. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy who's like that. Makes everything about him. Are you talking about me, fucker? No. Uh... <laughs> but... I get yeah, I don't know. Of course he did, though. Would you expect anything less? I'm sure Kevin Feige had to call him up and say, hey, we're going to use Deadpool 
in another movie. You cool with no, that? He called Kevin Feige and said, "Why don't you hear Deadpool three yet?" No, Please I think he pool. called Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige said, "Who's this?" and then hung up the phone on him. So then he called Ryan Reynolds, and he was like, "Well, Ryan, I, I'm the creator of Deadpool, so you got to tell me." And then Ryan was like, "All right, listen." No, you know what, what Ryan? Doing. You know what Ryan Reynolds said? Who is this? And hung up. <laughs> no, he knows who Rob Liefeld is, but I'm just saying, like Kevin Feige was like, "Who the hell are you? Are you that guy that draws bad feet?" It would be funny if Ryan Reynolds or if Deadpool's feet got cut off and then they grew in like Rob Liefeld feet. <laughs> It'd be cool because you know Rob Liefeld feet always usually look like you know when you tie a water balloon. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what his feet look like, and that would be better if that's how he his feet came back. Right, like soggy water balloons. <laughs> Yeah, that's just like that grade school shit where this kid's like, well, I knew about this before you, or my dad could beat up this. your dad. I knew about yeah. that band first. Did you hear yeah. about the teleporter they invented? Did you hear about that? Sony's got a teleporter. Yeah, then he turned into a fly. <laughs> uh, but sticking with Rob Liefeld, Rob Liefeld, Deadpool creator Rob Liefeld shares update on the upcoming Jake Gyllenhaal live action adaptation of Profit, teasing it's a big deal. Is it? Is <laughs> it? To him it to is. To who? Exactly. To other than Rob Liefeld, it's a big deal. Like, no one's clamoring for, well, for Profit. Fans. He does have fans. All yeah, he does. Ish <laughs> and three other people. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I mean, first no in line for Jake Gyllenhaal, profit is a profit <laughs> adaptation a big deal? I guess it no. could be. It I, might I be don't in think the future. so. Flat. Like, it's yeah, it could be the next Bloodshot. Just exactly. a whole new <laughs> cinematic universe. Could be the next Bloodshot. Do I that have to put like a picture right of me there. and my belt hanging out? Do it. Okay. Keep talking. I'll bring it up right now. Where he says, I'm not your friend. <laughs> that was so awesome. Yeah. It was so I'm awesome. I wonder if when he was doing the signing at your store-ish and he was looking at me, he's like, that's the guy who thinks he's my fucking friend. <laughs> he's going to ask me to dinner, I bet. Do you think he... That's how he greeted you. Hey, non-friend. Here's how big and exciting profit is. The first issue you can buy for five bucks online still. Like you buy issue number one of profit. Oh, I'm sorry. It goes as low as $2.99. So there you I go. Pay that much for it. No, it's a big deal, Rob. It's a it's such a big deal, you're not even catching five bucks for it. They've been releasing a steady stream of reprints. A profit this you know with uh, another artist doing the cover each time exactly nobody knew about it so nobody how many of those did you uh order for hey, if you're a profit fan this is exciting news we would just order one copy of each of each cover that was like oh okay you know that's this j scott campbell or whatever I like how this guy has no upper lip. Nobody has right. upper lips. This teeth is just hanging out. 
<laughs> issue four with splat is the issue. You know that, Matt. Yeah, well. Um, I like. I just want to say, like, I like everyone who comes in this chat. You're awesome, and especially when you take jokes or things that are pointed out to other shows to try to make the same joke that was talked about on this show. Wait, what was awesome. happening? Did that awesome. happen? Yeah, some someone last week decided to take your um, ob- your observation of Liefeld is drawing himself to a, to another show and say it in the, another show's chat. So I just say that that's amazing. <laughs> Leftover says you only need one lip kiss. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> dinner ready. That's weird. So that's so me. um to that comment on issue four, yeah, uh, you can buy that for two fifty. So two two dollars and fifty cents, not two hundred fifty. That's two dollars and fifty cents. So don't break your bank purchasing the your profits there. Boom! There it is, Kyle, your friend. To Kyle, your friend, Robbie L. Bobby Feld. There it is in all this glory. He even knocked off $10 because I couldn't sell it on eBay after that. <laughs> he made it 40 instead of 50 Nice. What a guy. I mean, what a nice guy, really, right? Since you can't sell it on eBay now, make it 40 Right? What a, I'm not a great sure. guy. What makes you think we're friends? I buy your shit. <laughs> I'm funding your retirement. Is that not enough? Yeah. Mojo says Guy Ritchie uh, the profit movie. Oh, that means there's how is be that a not part of the original announcement? Yeah, that right. is the end of his career, which I already thought happened. So, yeah, I already thought that happened with the King Arthur movie, but <laughs> mm-hmm. did you guys not see the gentleman? I have not, but I actually I heard it was all right. It was a good show. <laughs> Joseph, I will only have Liefeld sign Deathstroke books. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, BK says, "Look at the VIP treatment you're receiving from Liefeld, and this is how you repay him, Kyle." All I'm saying, I'm just reliving the story. I have, to, you know, it's like this is my. This is my trophy of my story of hanging out with Robbie L. I was first in line, dude. Come on. Pissed him off for everybody else. So He has his it. fans, and, and I appreciate that. But just the cockiness and arrogance of the dude is is what gets me. But uh, A new rumor indicates that Marvel Studios approached legendary actor Harrison Ford to play Thunderbolt Ross in the, um, AKA Red Hulk and the new Thunderbolts movie. As long as he doesn't have to fly a plane, it should be all right. I was, I titled the episode the way I did. And I was saying this, I was like, dude, is anybody else on this panel kind of feel like with this announcement and the announcement of Hugh Jackman going to be in Deadpool three, that Marvel feels like they've got to go for broke with the way the movies recently and shows that they put out have been perceived that they're kind of on the downslope. So now they're reaching for, you know, nostalgia or to try and generate excitement to get people back to the theaters for their stuff. Cause Thor 11 thunder did good, but it wasn't the greatest movie. Uh, you know, people were trashing moon Knight and miss Marvel and 
kind of all the shows that have come out this year really the only real movie that has overall been received very well has been spider-man no way home like dr strange wasn't received as well thor to me it kind of feels like marvel is like pulling out the big guns now to try and regenerate interest in their product so who's more arrogant cm punk or liefeld oh man that's a tough one uh to answer your question matt i i don't know i don't think i don't think marvel is feeling any pressure to to compensate for past failures i don't think that they're feeling that right now i think they're going to stay the course with what they want i think quite the opposite i feel like they are able to punch their ticket with actors with big names like harrison ford um and and he's really stepping into some they got a bigger name actor to step into the shoes of an already big name actor uh so no i think it's the opposite i think they feel like they're they're punching up rather than than trying to scramble to have somebody come fill in gaps Who's cockier, Marco or Liefeld? <laughs> I think Liefeld actually wins that by a small margin, by a sliver of a margin. Do you, okay, who can send money faster on Venmo, Marco or Liefeld? Liefeld, 100%. <laughs> he, he, any way to make money, he's got that shit down. Yeah, Liefeld will figure it out. Marco has to drive to his bank and get someone at the bank to, to tell him how to send money. Joe says he can watch Harrison Ford angrily point in any movie. Uh, BK's got it right. Ford is 80 years old. They better film quickly. <laughs> yes, yes, they should. <laughs> so my research showed that this rumor was generated by some DC fanboys in Quebec, Canada. Just oh. saying. Oh, is that I'm what the word on the, the on the Canadian Well, that's is? who CBR is, I guess. Oh. Also I don't know. I think rant, same company. I think there's some truth to it, though. Like, they already have a working relationship with Harrison Ford via Star Wars, so and Indiana Jones. So I, I think there's got to be there's going to be some truth to this rumor. Um, I mean, isn't that the old saying that there's always a kernel of truth to every rumor? So whether or not he does it, I'm sure maybe his name was on a list. I don't know. We don't even know if they've actually talked to him or what, but. I just think, like to me, it it screams desperation. But I can see where Sam's coming from it too. Like, Here, why? Give the kernel of truth to another. Yeah, but does that make rumor. the character kind of one and done if he does this? Yeah, he's you not going to be General Ross for the next, you know, two phases. Well, I mean, how long do you really need? You're bringing in, you know, you've got Mark Ruffles, Hulk. You've got She Hulk now. Bringing a third Hulk, I mean, you really need that many Hulks in one universe. Like, it would make sense for, for World like War one, Hulk. Yeah, one and done story. But I don't, I don't see him. I, I, I yeah, can like, see him. I can see him being brought in for that World War Hulk deal. Do you want to see Harrison Ford Hulk out? Uh, well, as much as I want to see Mark Ruffalo, Hulk would it out? still kind of be old Harrison Ford, like an old looking Hulk, or would he be like younger? Here's a kernel of, of, of a rumor. Leftover is going to be playing Wolverine. He's called me. <laughs> I heard a rumor about Leftover Zaggy that when he met Tom Green, Tom Green asked him if he could feel his balls for cancer. That makes more sense. 
I heard a rumor that uh, Chris That's Texas a strong rumor. sent me that Samurai Doggy action figure. Dude. That's a good rumor. That's a good one. I like it. I'm going to start a hashtag. I'm going to start a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but Marvel and uh, Hot Ones are both kind of punching above their weight, right? They're doing... Yeah, in the past, comic book movies were kind of seen as like low class fare, just like the you hot ones were kind of low class fare. And then everyone start, started to see, you know what, there's actually a lot of money, a lot of interest in these things. Maybe it's maybe it's time we we class it up by bringing our our level of uh, art artistry to this this medium. And so you're seeing a lot more actors and big big name movie stars on hot ones, just like you're seeing them populate the MCU. Uh, so I think, I think it's really the other way around than what you're suggesting. Well, they've been in the MCU since day one with like Jeff Bridges and Iron Man, just starting with that. And then Anthony Hopkins and Thor and Tommy Lee Jones and Captain America from day one, they've always had class. Marvel works better with no name actors. We've been over this. Harrison Ford, this is such a stretch. I mean... I don't want to be aged. I just feel like but. the timing of it, like, like I said, the the phase, the back half of Phase Four is getting ready to end with, with Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, and Doctor out. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness wasn't well received. Thor: Love and Thunder wasn't well received. Moon Knight wasn't well received. Uh, Miss Marvel was okay, just guess, not received. Yeah, and. Viewers. Now She-Hulk is not being well received, so it's just like it, it makes me feel like there's this stretch here where Marvel's like, "All right, we need to do something to freshen this up and get back in the good graces." So let's release this Hugh Jackman news. Let's release the let's leak the Harrison Ford gonna join the Thunderbolts as Red Hulk, and kind of get the world talking again about our stuff versus. The, in a positive light versus the negative that it's re- they're receiving as of late. Wow. Well, nothing says fresh like Harrison Ford. You got that right. It's on the back of my arm, BK. Just to let you know. Glory and Bad Rock. They're, they're, they're... Zaggy I have likes glory hole on holes. my back. <laughs> That's what's... That's what's on my back. It's 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 right at my tramp stamp. Yeah, it's at his tramp stamp with an oil <laughs> with an arrow pointing down. Right so. below it says boner garage. <laughs> <laughs> uh Mojo says, I just got that if Harrison Ford casting is true, that he actually cares about this as opposed to how he felt about Star Wars franchise. He cares about oh, paychecks. Big yeah, fat. right. Disney paychecks. I like money. Pretty much. <laughs> Fine. Maybe they're like threatening his, like, we won't finish Indiana 5 if you don't show up in a Marvel movie. So he'll be all shitty like Bruce Willis was with that Kevin Smith directed movie. <laughs> oh, um, Cop Out? Yeah. Who's fucking microwaving stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking to my right like something. <laughs> Kyle, your hot pockets are done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
Uh, Bruce Willis, who recently announced his retirement from acting, sells deepfake likeness rights so his face can continue to appear in films. I think that's it's awesome. happening. It's happening. Can, so, he get to me, can he get to me more to sell her face from the 90s? Not the new one. You know who should they should get to, to deep face is what's her name from American Pie, Tara Reed, when she was hot and then just put her in every movie. Before her botched a boob job? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm saying about Demi Moore. Get, get me Demi Moore from G.I. Jane from uh, Few Good Men. Showgirls. I don't know. She, Demi Moore still looks she, pretty she good. Wasn't, she wasn't yeah. in Showgirls. No, she was in Striptease. Striptease. Yes. Yeah. I'm saying Jesse from Saved by the Bell, but from so, from Showgirls. I, I've told that story before. Me and all my buddies went to go see that movie in theaters. And, and but we still got in and sat down, and we realized that we looked like the horn dog dudes. <laughs> you were the horn dog dude. You were watching porn with your buddies. <laughs> you guys are all like, you go, you go and do that with a, as a dare, and see who you know. Whoever gets a boner first, they lose. You know that's the that's the game you play there. Tara Reed's chesticles. <laughs> yeah, yeah Tara Reed's Tara Reed's boob jobs like crossed eyes. You know. <laughs> Joe's Doolin says you got to keep that whole nine yards franchise going somehow. Yeah, it's about time they made another sequel. <laughs> BK says Cal doesn't do hot pockets. He has upgraded to frozen empanadas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, tomato, tomato. That's yes. But I'm glad because, you know, but they should, no matter what they do, it should be like, that's why I picked the Bruce Willis with hair picture. Yeah. Instead of the new picture. That's what they should be doing. As always, they should be doing Bruce Willis with hair. It would have been cool if they had this technology when they made Looper. Yes. I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a pretty darn good job of acting like Bruce Willis. He doesn't mean Bruce Willis. I guess you just gotta get you just gotta be proficient in that that look like someone just farted and it's really rank, but you don't want to say anything. Yeah. I can do a really good John Malkovich. You just look like you're about to say what all the time. <laughs> do it. <laughs> That's John Malkovich. Critically acclaimed actor Tom Hanks reveals how many of his films he's actually enjoyed from his large repertoire of films, which are fewer than many think. I think it was like two. He said. It was four. Four. It was four. What movies. are the four that he enjoys? What are the four do you think he enjoyed? Um, I'm gonna say Captain Sully. It is not Captain Sully. No. Hmm. Joe versus the volcano. It is not Joe versus the volcano. Splash. What it was not Splash? I'm gonna say Big Forrest Gump. It was not big. Uh, 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 no, no, Bachelor Party. He hates that movie. <laughs> he hates that movie. So it was. Philadelphia is one. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Castaway. So he no. likes his serious movies. So it was. It was four. Oh, the one. The one about the uh, the the lawyer Sully. who has to go to Philadelphia, East Germany. Oh. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies, yeah, yeah. No. So the That's last one, so it's, it's Forrest Gump. It was uh, 
he didn't care for Green and Wild because it wasn't um, there was because it was fantasy fan- because it was too much fantasy in it. He doesn't like care for it. so it was uh, Forrest Gump. It was Philadelphia. It was not Toy Story. It yeah, was Cloud Atlas. I think it was that movie, Cloud Atlas. And Saving Private Ryan, you said. And Saving Private Ryan. Because that Cloud Atlas was kind of an intricate. I think that was kind of an intricate movie that people didn't get. And I think, but he said he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could have just said the the terminal five times. That's his top five. So not you got mail <laughs> the then. Terminal. <laughs> the terminal. The terminal. That was actually. Bad. Catherine Zeta Jones is in that movie, right? Yes. She, she is. As the so flight attendant that he falls in love with. Hard I falls to, in love with him. I had to look at so many articles and because, like, he actually talked, he actually talked, he said he didn't really want to disparage any other movies that he's done. And so. But he's going to he go ahead actually, and do that anyway. He didn't, no, but he didn't actually, he like alluded to each of the four movies. So it was like, it, they even could be wrong. It, it was kind of from the article I was reading, it was like interpretation of what he was, of stuff that he was describing during this interview that he had. But I mean, so if it was your, is there a truck backing up? Um, Those empanadas are done. <laughs> Why do we care at movies? Ish's <laughs> ketchup fried ketchup chips are done. <laughs> Justice, why, why do we care about movies of his he likes? I think it's it's interesting when he has a body of work that he doesn't appreciate. Yeah. Like that's it's kind of like rejecting your own body of work. Like, like if I were like the first two seasons of Triple D Dodgeball were trash, right? <laughs> it's like, Sam, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's you. you, you that's your baby. Why would you hate David it? David Private Ryan is his uh is his Google password. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's probably my least no, his, favorite Tom Hanks movie. Isn't he in Captain Phillips too? Yeah. So his uh his favorite his password is probably I'm the captain now. It's probably big. It's just big. That's it. It's big. <laughs> I mean, what did you, I what guess, if what? But what if what if Kyle? What if he's just pretending that those are his favorites so that we all think that he's hoity-toity, and really his favorites are The Burbs, Big, Bachelor Party, and Joe versus um, Volcano. Joe versus Volcano. <laughs> hey, he could be like. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, like I said, he didn't outright say it, like which movies they were. They they said with, with things that he said, that's kind of how it alluded to. So that's what they took from it. Have Have either of you watched that new Elvis movie yet? No, no. but I want to. It's on HBO Max. Like, he's really good in that movie. Like, it, he plays a role that he doesn't normally take. <laughs> he's a villain. He's very, very good in that movie. He's the misunderstood villain, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I better check for radiation. That microwave is running over. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's about to get Havana syndrome. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Havana syndrome, check out the latest episode of Thresholds of Reality, where we talk to a dude from one of the scientists of Skinwalker Ranch. So it's a pretty cool. 
He studies Havana syndrome, and, among other things. Yes. I would have Chris Evans sign my ass as America's ass. Just say. So. Do you want me to sign by this dimple or by by this mole? Uh, do it the left temple from the le- from the right. <laughs> <laughs> Can you use that hemorrhoid as the eye in your name, please? <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little Turner and Hooch. Let's talk a little She Hulk and and review some some TV shows, huh? Episode seven of She-Hulk. Wow. Um, did you watch this one, Matt? Oh yeah. Dude, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with She-Hulk. Like, I feel like we're spinning the one. Two good words. Scene. It sucks. The yeah, the one good scene. The one good scene was the one where at the very end, where where it showed what happened with her one night stand. How it was but, super predictable. Well, yeah, was but, that even good, or it wasn't? It was just not terrible. Yeah, I mean, it it was kind of what I was expecting, right? They they had been setting that scene up the whole time, but like the the camp, the the uh, intervention camp was just stupid, and this everything, the porcupine thing, gag fell flat for me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely know fell flat. What they're doing. Well, just to get you up to speed in this episode, it continued on from the wedding episode where she has started seeing the guy that she met at the wedding. They go on a few dates, and then she Hulk sleeps with him, which seems to be a recurring thing with her. That she's very, very thirsty, and uh, she she's just looking for dudes. She is just trolling for dudes this entire series. Um, he then ghosts her after their night of passion, and she gets a call from Emil Blonsky's parole officer that his. Uh, Inhibitor is messing up, so she's got to go out there with him because this weird, like, parole officer can't get other cops to go with him. And so he wants the Hulk to go. So she goes out there. Um, a fight ensues between Manbull and another gentleman. Her Prius gets destroyed. She has to wait for a tow truck to come. And in doing so, she partakes in Emil Leblanc's she Hulk or anything. Retreat of healing, so to speak. Um, Matt, I feel this was all like the B story, and then the A story was notifications on my cell phone. <laughs> yes. And then everything I, you just described, which was actual plot, was just ancillary to the story. Yeah, I said this to, to Aaron when we were watching the show, and I said it to Kyle too. Like, It's so sad that this show, your secondary and background characters are more interesting than your main character. Like... People went gaga for Madison and Wong's relationship versus anything that Jennifer Walters has done through this first seven episodes. Like, people are more excited to see Abomination than they are anything she's done. I think to this point, we're only two episodes left. People are only hanging on to see how Daredevil fits into all this. And that's it. That's done. Like, this show will be forgotten. It's just... I once dated a girl who was like Jennifer Walters, who who the only reason she dated me 
like she was she was the same kind of insufferable where it's like i'm smart i need validation people need to recognize that i am better than any man in the room and the only reason she dated me was because i beat her in scrabble and she had to prove that she was better at scrabble than me and so on all our dates she would bring a scrabble board i was like are you kidding me are you kidding me right now we're doing this right now she's like we're doing this until I win. I was like, oh, geez. So that relationship didn't last very long. Uh, but that's why Jennifer Walters, the relationships don't last very long. She's like, everyone needs to recognize what a great, what a great smart person I am and stop, stop trying to appreciate my alter ego. And, and it's like, well, maybe, maybe the thing is about you is that you don't have a very good personality. And, uh, and so we like the other one, the other version it has a better personality and also looks good, even green. Uh, and it's just, it's just really going downhill, man. Like I, I used to look forward to every other episode. Um, no, I <laughs> now I don't want to watch even or odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not fun. My, my son and I were watching it and he got bored. He was like, this isn't, and he went and he, he decided he was going to make smoothies instead of watch the show. So I don't know. I don't know. I I mean, I guess the question was, what would we do differently? Not That's the real question. What would you do differently? I, well, I would adapt the She-Hulk comic books for a start. Because this what this what we have now has absolutely nothing to do with any of the comic books you ever. Is there a certain storyline you would like to to have kind of honed in on then? Ketchup chip criminal. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see more ketchup chips in comic books. I mean, that's you know. <laughs> no, I just she's. I want to see her be a hero, a superhero, not this pathetic crying. You know, whatever it is that we've been given is not, not a like superhero. Warriors? Is not a hero. She's not heroic whatsoever. That and that's what you know. She's not even a good lawyer. Is she's a hero? So to even suggest she might end up in the Avengers for me is a fucking joke. Like what she's bridge are we going to have to cross to get her from where she is now to an Avenger? You know. But do you think there might be something that happens in these next couple episodes that steps her up? Maybe then. I w- I've been waiting. I don't. Probably Dude, all the not. cases that okay, so this is this is supposed to be equal parts Can law show and show. And the law, she hasn't done anything with the law. The she only legal stuff we saw case. was the paralegal sitting cross-legged on a table yapping away with the women with yeah, immortal man's like wives. The, the, the legal part of it, she's not a good lawyer. She's she even represented herself, she represented she represented somebody else, and then she got a mistrial. And then, and now she's doing Emma Blonsky, and it was basically a softball. I just, How was she I don't district know. attorney prior to this? She's not good, man. She's not a good lawyer. She's not a good superhero. She's not a good lawyer. We got to pick one of them. She's Either neither. make it a good law show or make it a good superhero show. Right now, it's neither. Like I, I'm surprised, I honestly. Agree with Joanne Tyson. By the way, this show has been going. We haven't seen I them. Agree with Tyson, yeah. Adam ties the the Dan Slott um, issue of She-Hulk where uh, was it? I think it's issue six of his run where she has to 
like basically go up again defend star fox for sexual harassment or sleeping with a woman and then she decided to sue him for it i'm i'm honestly surprised we haven't seen that given that he's in the mcu now we haven't seen that take place yet i think more lawyering would have made this show better if it than what we've gotten um yeah, the notion that she was going to defend villains and it's only been the abomination, they could have brought out several, you know, fun villains that she could have interacted with. And I don't think it's the actress's fault. Like, I yeah. think she's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, she's doing the best yeah. she can with what she's got. But it's exactly, Joe. just terrible writing. Speaking of laziness, dad slot. <laughs> I don't, if, if my eyes did not deceive me, you know, I, I forget the name of the writer who wrote, who's written every episode until now. But this last episode, it's sitting in the credits, written by Zeb Wells. Well, Zeb shit the bed then. Yes, he did. And if, <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, Zeb is writing the current Spider-Man comic. Um, might be correct. On yeah, that I one. think he is. So I was kind of shocked to yes, see. He is. Because I actually made a comment on yesterday's show how I felt the show was not about She-Hulk. The show was about this writer. She's just writing her life and that she can't get a date and she's shitty at her job. And then she just says, you know, my life plus green skin and a Marvel logo. So you're saying she saw, can't write well. Well, not, she's not write well, but she's also writing herself. That's not why we watch or read She-Hulk to see the you know the writer's life. No, we want to see. We look at Rob Liefeld's art as because he draws himself. No, uh, Jessica, Jessica Go or Gao wrote yeah. this episode. Wrote this episode. She did. I I distinctly saw it said written by Zeb Wells in the credits. So it's Sex in the City, and that kind of threw me off. I was like, oh, an actual comic book writer. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where this is going. It's it's just really kind of Down depressing. All right. I almost forget to watch the show every week. I still can't find my fire stick remote, so I can't watch shit. <laughs> and I refuse to watch it on, on my phone. You could, you know, just go on Amazon and buy a replacement remote. I've talked about that. I'm far too lazy to do that. <laughs> you got Dan Slot syndrome, huh? I do. When it comes to ordering new remotes. What else um, are we reviewing? Yeah, I think so I game of game of suck. House of Suck. Yes, it was. It was written by Zeb Wells. You were 100 percent correct, Ish. Good job, Ish. It was a reveal that uh, was certainly a treat for diehard Marvel fans. As She-Hulk's latest episode was written by Marvel Comics writer Zeb Wells. Which is mind-boggling because it feels exactly like it was written by the original yeah, writer. Definitely disappointing. That it's like, what did he put in? Wells. <laughs> he should rename the show Cat Mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Spinster Hulk. What up, spinsters? <laughs> Man, just when I thought the wedding episode was bad. And then we get this last episode. Well, Daredevil's supposed to show up next week, so... 
Oh, damn it. Are you Fingers serious? crossed that there's some actual lawyering going on and we might get a good episode or or even a mid-episode. Moving on. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. I was, I was going to say, I was just waiting for uh, episode 11. I just make it a dumb joke. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, House of Dragons, episode six. Still a good show. But listen, media. They had another time skip, right? Yeah, yes, they did have another time skip. Um, all the way up to uh, Game of Thrones now, right? No, Rhaenyra is now an adult with children um, of her own, which are bastards, you find out. Um, and it's, yeah, everybody in this Game of Thrones world are bastards. Pretty much, yeah. But, I don't know, it's, it's a fun show still. I'm enjoying it. But there really hasn't been a whole lot that's the you kind of see the new Joffrey a little bit. Um, so maybe according to Matt, you don't you're not missing much, but it's a good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Zaggy said ten years. Woot woot. But yeah, it's I don't know. I like it still. Just all the time jumps kind of throw me a little bit. Um, I like the old actresses. I'm not too keen on the, the new adult ones, even though they're casted very well. They look. Like they could be the younger ones grown up. So enjoy for the sake of time. Just, uh, yeah, watch it yourself. I can't. <laughs> BK is like know. House of Dragons is the best show for the second half of the year. I agree. But what was the show for the first half? Yeah, Always BK was. Or um, Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So who 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 here has watched the, the the Dahmer show on Netflix? I finally finished episode ten. I want to. I have not. I have not started it yet. I haven't seen it. You've watched two episodes, Matt. Yes. Peacemaker, you are right. You are right, BK. I don't know if you guys. Is this a documentary this. or like like it's an a actual dramatization. Like, series? It's, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a dramatization. It. I'll tell you right now, if you haven't watched it, it's slow as shit. Like, if, you, if you're not, if, if you're all right with slow burns, it's a little bit slower than that. So it takes a while to get to the good like, cannibalism parts and stuff. No. So what happens is, is it, it's, the way it starts out is the first episode is actually when he gets caught. And then it, it backs up as he's talking to the detectives and it's kind of bouncing back and forth in his life. It's just real slow, but the, the thing that keeps you so driven into this is everybody is so familiar with Dahmer that you're watching because you know what's happened, but it's filling in these little gaps of shit that, that maybe if you didn't do a lot of research onto him, that it that you're going like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow, okay. Like, uh, you know, like they really go into like his first victim. It was kind of an accident. And then it goes into like, it really talks about his neighbor. Like his neighbor like called the cops like 50 times about the smell and shit that was going on over there. And the cops were like, he's gay. I'm not worrying about it. They even played like actual phone calls. Yeah, they actually played like actual phone calls for like, like, you know, one of his victims was a 14-year-old, and, like, they – he escaped, and the cops escorted him back into Dahmer's apartment because they didn't want to mess with 
the gay lover quarrel that Dahmer was saying was going on. That's crazy. So, but it so it bounces a lot of back and forth. With, it shows his childhood, and then it'll bounce to like, you know, ninety, you know, nineteen ninety, and then it'll bounce back to like, you know, nineteen seventy something. It's a uh, Sean. I'm adding you to the uh, the wheel to win something What's at up, the Sean? end of the night. And it's crazy that one of his victims too. I think it's that the same fourteen year old time, but actually escaped, and the cops took him back. Didn't I say that? Yeah. Did you? you did. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I heard the 14 year old part and that he was all fucked up. I didn't hear the part where they actually took him back to Dom. But it was like when the cops were like, oh, this is like a gay love triangle. Like, oh, okay. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. They right. didn't want anything to do with it. So they just, you know, they escorted him back in. Well, like the other guy that got away too, and he went to the police and he's like, this guy tried to kill me. And they went and talked to him. And he was a black man, and they're like, "Oh no!" And he's like, "You, you, you're believing him over me." Yeah. Like, so it, it's crazy to see these, like, you know, th this different side that we actually didn't get to, you know, that doesn't really get to be shown as much on the news, or like he could have been caught a lot earlier. Yeah, like the, you know, like the time that they escorted the the 14 year old back in to get killed. There was a dead body in the room. There was a dead body in the room. The cops walk in. If they would have locked, like. Two feet over, they would have seen a dead body on the other side of his bed. Wow. What slays me from the first episode is the cop walks in, and you see the fucking bloodstains on his bed. And right off the bat, that should like trigger uh, some sort of red flag where they're just like, oh, well, it's not until they find the pictures of the dude's mutilated bodies that they're like, oh, man, you know. You know, and the lady's continuously calling about the, the, the smell of decomposing bodies and nobody will come. It's just... I like to cook pork chops. <laughs> My family sent me a bunch of meat and it went bad. But I mean, it, it's, it's interesting to watch. It's, it's slow. It, it's, they're not in a hurry to, to, to like, they're really wanting you to like digest all of this. You know, then so you, 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 what you said, it's a dramatization. So is it like a mix of reenactments and people talking to the camera? No, no, it's no. all, it's all. So it's all actors and script actors, but they use a lot room. of they they use a lot of the stuff that happened in the case, and a lot of the stuff is factual. But they did change some things to make it. They they puffed up things to make it more like undesirable. I guess I don't know if that's the word you're looking for, what but they more puff up to make more desirable. Yeah, like some of the the facts are. Um, I can't remember what it, a lot of it, uh, some of it is, but some of the facts are blown up to make it more entertaining, like for you, like sure they're, they've changed them a little bit, or they've like made them more outlandish than they actually were to make it more entertaining for the audience. It's the terrible to say entertaining. Like you for see him drilling into people's heads and pouring acid into the brains right. to make them into zombies. You're like you don't get to see any of that, so it's. Well, that's disappointing. That's how you make zombies? That's how he was trying to. Oh, jeez. How's the actor who plays him? It's the same Where? guy that plays Quicksilver in uh, Fox. The Fox, the Fox oh, Marvel movie. Oh, no way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, he, I, he, he does Evan a pretty Peters. good job. You don't, you don't <clears throat> see. Does he really endear you to the character? I think I so. I think he does a fantastic job. Yes, Ralph Boner. 
<laughs> I mean, it's it's worth watching. I mean, it's they're not long. It's they're fifty minutes, fifty minutes or so. Okay. But it, it, they just kind of point out like a like you know he killed a lot of people, and they only pointed out like they only brought out a few you know stories of a few people. So, but. Worth a watch. I mean, if you're into that stuff, you know, and it's like it's it's there's I found out stuff about it that I didn't really know. Like I didn't know. And by that stuff, you mean true crime, not cannibalism, right? If you're not sure. encouraging, you're not encouraging people to be into cannibalism. Just whatever true crime. Floats, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop you, especially if you you know. I'm gonna stop you. Just don't tell me no. Uh, just like you know, like when they had cremated him, they had removed his brain, and they had preserved it because they wanted to send it off to be dissected and to see if they could look into, kind of like what they did with John Wayne Gacy. Mm -hmm. And um, the dad was like, "No," and the mom was like, "Yes." They actually went to court over it, and the court was like, "Nope, we just want this to be behind us, and you're not gonna. No one's dissecting his brain." Like it was, like it was just there was these little nuanced things in it that were interesting that I didn't know. Yeah. That kind of liked about it. So, but Dahmer, check it out. It's on Netflix. Borrow somebody's password. <laughs> Steal it. Just don't tell them. What else we got? Matt, get off the phone. That is, I was trying to find that article for you, but that's it for the reviews. Let's do worst covers and best. Oh wait, covers. one more, one more piece of trivia about the Dahmer. Interesting piece of trivia. That show is number one with Army Hammer. I'm sure he is because <laughs> cannibals stick together, right? You know, he's selling timeshares in the Caymans right now. Is he? Yeah. I want to watch his show on uh, Discovery Plus about his family and how warped they are. But all right, let's do worst and best covers of the week. Kicking us off, Rob Liefeld goodness. If it's a Liefeld cover, it's automatically worst cover of the week. <laughs> No if and your butts. <laughs> Dude, this guy can't draw another face. He only draws this face. Yeah. Fine. This is a terrible cover. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's actually not a bad cover until you get to the face. As as Dude. you as you, you start at the bottom and look up then. Yeah. <laughs> He does fists really well. Kyle <laughs> equals no What's taste. that supposed to mean? <laughs> he, he, he draws... Okay. Uh, <laughs> he can't draw feet, but he can draw the shit out of some hands. So this is... Yeah, this is, some fists. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to never forget that. Liefeld. At least he can draw fists. <laughs> Liefeld fists really well. Fists and wrist guards. <laughs> Our next one we have a 
terrible Bane cover from DC. Is, 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 is that a flan? Is he eating a flan? No. Or yeah, he's at, a Mex- he's at a Mexican restaurant because this is for Mexican Heritage Month. Um, and they're bringing them the bill. What the fuck? There's a dead guy hanging from the wall, and he's chomping on a flan, and the guy brings him a bill. Yeah, he's like, pay for all the damages because Bane's destroyed the entire place. Hey, man, (laughs) killing people and wrecking a restaurant makes you mighty hungry. I don't think he's covering that bill. (laughs) This is the same face Kyle makes when they run out of ranch. (laughs) No, no, that's the same face I make when they give me ranch. Kyle doesn't like ranch. I'm not a ranch guy. Is this action? Is this an action comics cover? Yes, it is. This is <laughs> Superman. I'm hurrying to get home because I have to poop face cover. <laughs> yeah, Dude, look at his belly like hanging out. That's what this cover is. <clears throat> I ha- this-, this is what this is the face I make when I'm about two miles from my house. Every day, <laughs> you're contemplating if you should just stop at your mom's house and keep going. No, because by then I'm past my mom's house, and now I am making that mm. face for sure. That's that's my burst hemorrhoid face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I... that face is for me. Sean said that he's trying to say before he dropped out that he's in the UK, so don't worry about it. Don't worry about what putting him in the entry for the giveaway. Fuck it, if you win, Matt will pay for you to, for it to go to the UK. Matt Marco will pay for it. it to go to the UK. Hand deliver it to the UK. I mean, how much is it to send something to the UK? I don't know. I it's remember. like 17 bucks. Dude, if you win, I'll ship that shit to the UK, dude. There you go. Sending ship through customs is a pain in the dick, but you know what? You're an old school absolute geek fan, and now you're here hanging out. Fuck it. Best cover of the week goes to one of them goes to Miles Morales, Spider Man forty two. That's a nice cover. The contrast with the black and the red. Love that cover. Even though that is the final issue. Yeah, I was going to say, did you know that's the final issue of the run? I did. I don't know if you guys knew that. Joe's dueling that Lex looks like he's pinching one off too. I just had to go back for it. Was that by that bad Thai food? <laughs> uh, but beautiful cover there. Next up, we have the Ninja Turtles um, Armageddon War number Armageddon one. War. Dude, that that's cool. That cover is. I have to buy that cover. It, it that came out this week. Yes, it did. Mm. Did you get that cover? Ish. It is a fire no. cover. It's probably uh I don't know what cover it was. We got the covers we could get. But All right. Let's 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 find It's like a one in fifty it. probably. It's a fire it's a fire cover. Um what's going on right now in Turtles is that Splinter's been dead since like issue one hundred and so Shredder is now the, the turtles are about to face off against the Rat King and Baxter Stockman and Krang who is now in Leatherhead. So like he's controlling Leatherhead. Issue is at TMNT. What Armageddon War number one. Um. So Shredder is now leading the turtles. He's kind of had this epiphany, and he is 
leading the turtles up into this fight against the rat king so the art in the book is not that great but the cover is the covers it's that came so out badass. Badass have been fire so let's looks like a great combination of the 1990 shredder and the the 80s animated series shredder yes that is the so this issue had 14 variants by the way wow so it is here I'll, I'll sh- that is tmnt the uh, the armageddon game number one michael suen virgin variant sick so it it doesn't say it's a one in 50 or one in 10 but I mean, it has ooh. to be the vir- usually the virgin variants are oh I'm gonna have to well hold on I'm gonna have to share my screen real quick because I'm gonna this just has to be shown anytime now I'm trying fucker I'm trying for our audio only listeners cricket this is the relaxation segment okay look at this one This is the number one John Gunn convention exclusive variant. Dude. It's almost a badass cover. Close. I, I don't know. Leonardo's hand looks weird to me. Like Raphael. What's going on with Raphael's face? That's what I said. Almost. Yeah. I gave it an almost. I don't understand the the why you want to draw beaks. I get it, but I, I don't understand why people want to draw beaks on the turtles. I don't know. That's all. So that one's going for eighty dollars, but it looks like you can get that cover we we're talking about. I only see like one on eBay so far, and it's a twenty-six dollars. Uh, Joe Double O says that was a store exclusive. I'd still buy it. Screw for twenty six bucks. It's not bad. No, not bad at all. Oh, it was a yeah. It's a badass cover. So looks like he's got two available still. So only buy one so that I can as well, people. <laughs> right there. Just click buy it now. You draw Kyle. one beak, you need the other. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, right now, right in front of us. Buy it now. Let's see it. I'm here too. Slide in to check out. Oh, <laughs> you got to take it off the big screen, bro. Thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> now, newbie is like. Take it off the big screen. No at me. By the way, Dubious. the chat is the chat is Why? demanding more turtle dick in their yeah. Ninja Turtle comics. You don't want to see my email address? Or it's just <laughs> Cardia West. I just don't want you giving away any sign in information. Uh, uh Power Rangers one hundred had a sick Death Ranger cover. I just like the the skull coming out of the rain the way the skull is portrayed in the Ranger helmet. 
Uh, Lian Yuck killed that one, I think, in my opinion. It's um, very heavy metal. Yeah. Always a sucker. Which one do you have, Double O? Hit me up and let me know. It's still available for the retailer for 20 plus shipping, he said. For the for the, the turtle one we were cover. Just looking at? Or the yeah. shredder one or the four mm-hmm. turtles? I think the shredder one. Cool. Let's see. Or maybe the four turtles. I don't know. Who knows? But that's, <laughs> that's that. Yep, I know. <laughs> Let's get it. Let, Sam's been waiting all night because he got blue balls earlier where he thought he was going to get to lead off of the anime. So we're going to circle back hey, Chris, to... You want to do an anime study with us? See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, no. Let's get into no, I mean, he was on for almost an hour with us. I mean, he was. Like, he didn't have to. Like, I gave him the option, but, like, he was more than gracious. He was on longer than I expected him to. I thought like, he was going to take it because at first he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out. And then he was like, oh, we looked at the time. He's like, oh, shit, nope, got to go to bed. Yeah, oops. I got to <laughs> think of a new story. Yeah. He did not like. I hope he goes for Taekwondo guinea pigs, though. You gave him that idea, and he was like, oh, and so he had to hurry off to go write it while it was still fresh in his mind. How cool would that be, though, if he really did Taekwondo guinea pigs? Get those royalties, son. I swear Marco is afraid that we're going to outdo the tax show number. So he goes in here and messes with all of our stuff. I think so. we don't have our, we don't have our countdown anymore. And now everything's all out of order. I, I swear he's just messing with our stuff. He is. He's scared that we're going to beat tech. Go ahead, Sam. Well, take it away. All right. So first up, uh, a lot of you guys may or may not be familiar with Makoto Shinkai. He, Bless he's you. Pre- he directed a couple of movies that were really big, really good movies. Your Name, Weathering With You. Uh, his latest movie coming out is Suzume or Suzume no Tojimari or Suzume's Door. Um, and they dropped a second trailer, which gives us a little bit more clue as to what the story is about. And, and the story is basically... Suzume is a schoolgirl, and she runs into this other guy while she's biking home from school one day. And these doors are like opening up to different places or different worlds, kind of like the the way the doors work in Monsters Inc. or something. And it's letting out some kind of negative energy. It's very much like a sci-fi romance, fantasy romance. So it's uh, like when I walk into the work, my walk in the door from work to work. Yeah. All this negative energy is already there. That's right. <laughs> so if you guys want to check it out, the, the new trailer for Suzume, um, it's it's on YouTube, it's up live, and uh, go check it out. Um, all right. So My Hero Academia is coming out. It came out today. You can go watch the first episode of Season 6 today. Also, uh, other... A Spy Family episode 13 is out today. This is like the start of the fall anime season. We're going to be looking at a lot of different properties coming out. Chainsaw Man, Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, 
Um, all of those anime shows are hitting now. So if you're looking for something new to watch in the in the Crunchyroll anime territory, today's your day. Kyle's dodging them all. Uh, you're going to check out Bleach, aren't you, Kyle? Oh, of course we're going to check out Bleach. Yeah. You're not dodging all of them. I'm going to fucking catch that one. <sighs> Mob Psycho 100 Season 3, the, the third and final season, um, debuted another uh, trailer uh, featuring the the song or the, the theme song for Season 3. Um, and it looks fantastic. The, the studio that does, I think it's Studio Bones, um, that does Mob Psycho 100, all of these panels are done by hand. None of them are CGI or computer drawn at all. They're all done by hand. And they are spectacular, um, spectacularly executed animations. Um, plus the story is also fantastic. If you haven't started watching Mob Psycho 100, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's probably one of the best, if not the best, uh, animes to come out in, in this decade. Love it, Mojo. That's a great title. All right. So this this image has been making the rounds with a rumor that Disney Plus is going to be releasing or Disney's going to be releasing a new Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z property. Uh, and this is meant to be the Disney version of Goku. Now, one of the things that is true about Disney is that they do own the rights to live action Dragon Ball um, adaptations. Uh, they can make a new live action Dragon Ball adaptation. This is not it, right? This is obviously animation. And you can watch Dragon Ball Evolution, the, the currently only big budget studio adaptation of Dragon Ball uh, on Disney Plus right now. I don't know why you'd want to. Maybe you just want to relive that pain. Maybe you're a massive punishment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just want to suffer. Um, it is just a rumor right now. We don't know if they're doing it. This is, this certainly isn't an image from Dragon Ball. Uh, RSS they may is be not a rumor. Disney is doing it. <laughs> they, they, they have the rights to do it. And, and so they probably will try to do it. And he just sent me a link. Boom. I'd actually but, watch the shit out of this. But uh, this is not it. I would watch the crap out of this. Yeah, I mean, who's not going to watch more Dragon Ball? But um, I don't think I don't think it, it certainly is probably in development. Uh, I would say it's certainly in development, but they're not going to go down that road until the other live ad, ad, live action adaptations hit and they see how they're doing. That's now we're to the WTF manga of the week. And this is the girl who married the big snake. Um, this is, is. <laughs> this is such a weird series, man. If you ever, if you ever wanted to watch it, it's kind of like Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Um, if the beast, instead of being like uh, uh, a furry mammal, was a giant snake. Um, it also is. It also it's is pornographic. The thing. <laughs> it's also got. 
It's also got sex scenes, very graphic sex scenes between a woman and a giant snake. Um, so, so I came across it and I was like, what the frick? I have to put this up because it made me say what the frick. So um, the girl who married a giant snake. That's your WTF moment. I got all the things I want to say, man. I just did you, not enough time. Did you come across this while you were researching your if who was looking up a giant anime boobs on your browser history? Is yeah, that how you come I, across this? I, yeah, that's right. I, I was doing an anime boob um Google search and this came up in the feed. So giant snake, the girl who married a big snake. That's what my wife did. She married a big <laughs> Oh my god. I just think this that's uh, a <laughs> that so fucking funny. It's a black snake, we all know. <laughs> it's like sex, where'd the snake go? There's the snake, where'd it go again? Uh Oh fuck! All right. Issue, issue, or sorry. Uh, chapter ten is when they finally get down to the, the, the down and dirty. <laughs> to bump and uglies. Yeah. <laughs> she she has a better relationship with that snake than most most uh, married couples probably have. <laughs> you know what? To everybody out there that used to listen to this. This episode, I am enjoying Crown Royal again. So, <laughs> we're having this episode. Uh, so. uh, this week, we got our first appearances this week. Jumping off here, our first appearance in um, Marvel's Voice. Uh, first appearance of Kamara. We'll go pick that up if you want. Uh, Robin, Tim Drake, Robin number one, has the first appearance of his new sidekick, Sparrow. You know, Robin and Sparrow, why not? Thor has the first appearance of the spawn of Bedlam symbiote. Uh, so it's still Thor teaming up with uh, Venom in this issue. So then we're checking out Comic Cucumber. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. You just blew right past that. I did. Go I did. back, go back, back up. Put that I'm, trying to, I'm trying to move us along here, sir. Okay. Now, I want to ask anybody. So is this a first appearance worth getting? Is this? Do you think this is somewhere that Marvel's going to take it? Is there anything? What did you like? Who is who is Chimera? What is it like? Yes, Ish, fill us in. I'm going to just say no. This is not worth getting. Okay, move along. <laughs> <laughs> this just is just one of those. They just they're just out there. throwing it out there. For the sparrow is not worth getting either because the art in this book is just absolutely terrible. I hate I hate slagging my own product, but yeah, this book is fucking garbage. Who's writing this book? The lady who's never written comics before and now all of a sudden writing really bad DC comics. Who's who's drawing this garbage? My toddler. (laughs) <laughs> like, okay. let's see. Um, so Sparrow's not worth it either. No, we're not going to see Sparrow get outside of. I mean, look what it says on the cover. 
the greatest Robin returns. Like it's not even up for debate. This writer has just decided for all of us because it's her number one. Tim Drake is a pretty badass Robin. Is he the greatest Robin? Come on. That, that belongs it, it, to uh, Damian Wayne. It used to be Dick Grayson, Dick Asson, but it still is. Damian yeah, Megan Fitzmartin. Like, this is this is Dick Grayson and Damian. It's going like this. It's 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 like it's a photo finish. It's real hard. Here is the page of Sparrow from that book. You gotta be fucking shitting me. Nope. Look how long his fucking legs are, dude. He must be like eight feet tall. Yep. With Rob Liefeld feet. Fuck, what a bummer. Because I was actually like excited to read this. Like yeah, it's, this it's, is... it's sitting there waiting for me to read and like fuck. That's the art in this. Yeah, there's a couple book. pages with Aquaman that are just fucking pure cringe. So shitty. Oh, no, no, that's in uh, Batman Fortress. In dollar bins. Yeah, between soon. this and Batman Fortress, it's like, what is TC doing? They're trying and it's not working. It's not at all. It, what are, I don't know what they're trying to do, but they're not doing it in this one. Right. The greatest Robin. Hey, hey, dude, but he is a fucking Tim Drake is pretty badass though. Like for real, he's a he's a badass. He's smart as a whip, dude. I mean, come on. But, Movie okay. version Robin is the greatest Robin. Come on. I think we can all agree with that. Chris O'Donnell? Yes. Chris O'Donnell. And then there is your uh, first appearance of Bedlam, the Bedlam symbiote. Bedlam symbiote. Nice. So what do you do? You, what do you think about this one? Do you think this is something that's got legs? Something that that we're going to see? In yeah, definitely. Because it's just the the issue itself. Because it's Al Ewing, It's written by Al Ewing and Donny Cates. So it's Al Ewing's Venom crosses over with Donny Cates's Thor in a Thor comic. That alone, I think, is worth you know picking get picking it up. And then on top of that, yeah, we got a first appearance of a. You said Donny Cates was going to die with Donny Cates, and they're not going to use this guy again. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think we're going to well, see him. That, but... I don't think you're going to see him big screen or anything like that. Like you might see him in a cartoon or or somewhere. Well, I would say more but... like in more stories, other. You know what I mean? Somewhere else in comics outside of. You, I mean, you might. It looks like a red piccolo. <laughs> Donnie Caso with this book has been real weird because it. This book's been out what a year now. He's been writing this. Thor? And he led off with that Thanos, that final splash page of Thanos standing over everybody while he's holding the uh, Molnir with the um, Infinity Stones in it, and that's never pay- it is yet to pay off. Donny Cates playing the slow game. Hey, you know what? You gotta—he's his own hype man, and you gotta be in this game. But there you go; those are the first appearance for this week. Comic cucumber time. Anyone who doesn't know, Comic Cucumbers are a new segment where we give you a story or a few stories from the week that may or may not be true. That is for you to decide. They might be seem like they're real or very outlandish. But um, this week we got Tom Holland is about to come back as the neighborhood Spider-Man in the MCU and reportedly for a Disney Plus show. 
tell me I did not pick the best picture. <laughs> you did. <laughs> he says, I think that story, that Thanos storyline is set for November. I hope so. Okay. So we're trying to decide if this is true or false. I think they've already confirmed that it's false. Like it's not, it's a, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't see him coming to the, like, I think they, there's already articles out there now that show that it's not happening. Tom Holland is such a hot star right now that I don't think he would have the time to sit down with Disney and do a weekly, a weekly show unless they paid him a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, it's not. It wouldn't be the first time they paid him a lot. You don't even think he would. You don't think he's gonna cameo in, um, the Daredevil, Born Again. Like you don't think we'll see an. Oh, this is a cameo. You're saying this is a cameo? No, no, no. Well, he's supposed to come back to the MC. So his next role in the MCU is supposed to take place in a Disney Plus show to set up future events. I see. So So and they're they're talking about cameo like Daredevil. Yeah, they're talking about how Daredevil, uh, they're they're wanting Daredevil and Spider Man to lead their street level hero stuff. So I mean, it it wouldn't surprise me if he cameoed in, in Daredevil board again, and you see Matt Murdock working the the case from Spider Man No Way Home. They should but, get Toby Guire. He's not doing anything. True. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we uh, can Elliot Page. What is with you and your family and Elliot Page? You and your wife, <laughs> and my Elliot Page. Yeah, my toddler <laughs> does not know who Elliot Page is. Don't drag him into this. <laughs> your wife, you, all Elliot Page. All I hear about is Elliot Page. Elliot Page is amazingly versatile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know who that is? It's Don't the chick from. Um... Oh, I thought it was a dude. Well, it is now. It's the dude from Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Don't get was... the audience all confused all of a sudden. Oh, I know who you're talking the white about. Violin. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's just transition to the are. next story. I know who they are. Yeah, okay. I get For sake, do you want to do comic book reviews this week, Kyle, uh, and talk about the roadie? Or do oh, you here. Want to no, I'll bring it up right now. Let me bring it up. All right. I, do, I like the roadie, so yes, I'd like to talk about it. All right. Bring it up. We review new books coming out that came out this week. Dude, this is Tim Seeley, man, and I think he's killing it. Let me bring it up. I'll share my screen and I'll show Sam what it's like to have a screen with no ads. Don't have to worry about that. The pornographic sites that you don't want your wife to see. I love Tim. Yeah, I was picking out our porno covers and I had all this these porn pictures up and my wife maybe was leaving for work. <laughs> but if you want to go ahead and start the roadie. Go so ahead. This is what it looks like Sam, when, you, when you have ad blockers up. <laughs> nice. Nice and clean. Is it nice? Yeah, it is. So what I got from this book, Tim Seeley, I love Tim Seeley. He's a cool dude. He's a, a great writer. I mean, wh- what did you think of this, Matt? 
I, I enjoyed the first issue. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I like that it took get... a turn that you weren't expecting. Yeah. That's that's what I liked about it. I mean, if you want to give a quick synopsis of it. Well, it's basically the story of the, the greatest roadie in music history and his dealings with the the devil and like dark arts and um, demons and and stuff like the demons that are summoned during the rock songs and and things like that and his his way of dealing with them and he actually had a daughter that's actually like part demon and the demons are actually after her and he's actually have to go yes actually go save her the internet so he said that there he goes homeboy banged a demon once But yeah, this was a. I mean, this was a really good read. I like how it starts in the eighties. It's got that Motley Crue feel. They're on the Sunset Strip. They're. Uh, he's got the. I like how their 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 band name is Mass Acre. Yeah. Mass Acre. Whiskey. Oh, oh, oh. Which is a real place. So, but yeah, right, that's pretty much what it's about. Yeah, it's it. I like how they talk about him, you know, getting a little bit of ass. Yeah, he gets mad because like the right bouncer now. dude won't. He gets mad because the bouncer dude like won't allow him to like pick women out and bring him backstage so he can bone him out. But yeah, like he's the ultimate roadie. He's he's him being the roadie like puts these people up to like top level, like S tier status. You know, and it, it, it's it, it's it, like he's banging dudes over dudes. He's banging chicks over cars. And <laughs> he's shit. banging dudes. Oh boy! <laughs> hey, that's but rock no, and roll. Uh, <laughs> that is rock and roll. That's rock and roll. He's banging dudes and saying my internet blows, dude. Just sucks. He's banging chicks and but yeah. Dudes. There's uh, a. It, so it goes from like the eight, and then it kind of bounces to today. Here, Kyle. And, he, and like he's kind of stuck with this one guy. Do you want me to share, and you can explain what's going on, Kyle? Your internet blows. If you want. I don't internet care either blows. way. I just want to like, make it easier on you. And now it's like, it's fine. But like this is like, he's stuck with this one guy now, and he's he's kind of you know in the. He used to be a huge star in the eighties, and now it's like, like, like what they're talking about here. As soon as Nirvana came it's out, like, like, oops. that was the end of him. But as it goes, oh, fucking internet, god damn it! So, as it goes, he's after this show. What happens is, is he goes home to play guitar and watch porn, which is pretty fucking cool. Like, what a good end to a night. You know what I mean? What's up happening is the demon comes out to actually like talk to him about what's going on. And uh, I want to scroll past that just so we don't get oh, shit. You for the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> but it, <laughs> it's kind of just going over like all of the things that was like with the demons and 
and how he's made these deals and to go through. Probably just stop <laughs> sharing right there because the rest of it's all like pornographic too. So, yeah. But what ends up happening is his daughter. <laughs> internet, internet. <laughs> all right, I'm just, just... I'm gonna stop sharing. <laughs> you just pull back. Oh, I'm getting a phone call from Marco tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> but that's what that's what it is. Is he made these deals with demons, and he had a he had a daughter, and what he kind of finds <laughs> out is <laughs> is that these <laughs> these the de- these other demons are actually after his daughter. So it ends with like his daughter's at this performing arts school, and she's singing. And it ends with these demons coming in to the performing arts school to like grab her. And that's where it ended. So. <laughs> I completely forgot that there was like nudity in this, <laughs> in this comic. I completely forgot. So. <laughs> internet, you know, internet, internet. You know, we can, you know, this is kind of funny now that you bring this up. Is, uh, we can watch a whole 10 episodes of a serial killer murdering and eating people, but God forbid we see a fucking boob. Like, what no the boobs fuck? on YouTube. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Well said. <laughs> there, the last, this, we made it to episode eight, guys. <laughs> seven. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're not even through seven yet. Ugh. But no, that's, and that's kind of where it ends. It was a, I mean, I, I like it because it's it's rock and roll and demons and it's it, all stuff that I enjoy. So you know, who doesn't enjoy demons? It and he's a great he's a great writer, and I, so I've enjoyed his earlier works. You know, he's done Ash versus uh, Evil Dead stuff, and he's done he drew he wrote uh, Nightwing stuff, and he's you know, and so he's he's a really good writer, and this is. Just something that he's great at. All right, let's get into to movie I mean, wars. Are so. they really gonna? Are they? He, did, he didn't write about there? Nightwing's ass, though. Is YouTube really gonna get on our yeah. ass because of a cartoon boob? Really? Yes. Yes. Sam, Sam is not enthused. He's like, yes, they are. I bet you nothing. Instagram <laughs> right? wouldn't. Instagram wouldn't have any problem with it, but YouTube would. Rock and roll and demon boobs. That's it's it's <laughs> Ronnie says thanks. He needs a shower now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do movie wars. <laughs> Marco, they were. Comic book movie. They're not real. I know. I know. My internet was slow. I know. Marco. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so for Movie Wars this week, it's it's October. I figured we would take a break from what we were doing before. And since it's October, we're going to do horror movies. So I went for the easy softball one for now. I did Nightmare on Elm Street versus Friday the 13th. I am a Nightmare on Elm Street guy. All the way. 
So yeah. my vote is always Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I would say Nightmare on Elm Street really sticks with me. So I'm probably going to go with that one. But um, Friday the 13th, I love the scene where Boobies. finally at the, at the very end, you know, coming up out of the lake, pulling the, the girl into the lake. That's so cool. Um, but for me, the most haunting image from all of, from either of these movies is when Johnny Depp gets sucked into his bed. And then there's this giant fountain of blood that shoots up out of the bed, way more blood than Johnny Depp could ever contain. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with nightmare. Ish. What about you? I'm going with nightmare too. So right now we got Tyson says nightmare. BK says Freddy. Joe says Nightmare on So we're six this, and oh. This is how I figured that this one was gonna go. It's just, you know, like this should my sister to this day, my little sister, this move Nightmare on Street scared her so bad, she has never watched it again. She's still scared to this day to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And just little things that, when you compare like this the sequels, it's the hands down nightmare wins on that angle. On just yeah, the whole series of movies. Friday the 13th is just oh man, it, fall, it falls bit. off the cliff yeah. fast. Yeah. Friday's Friday's lore got all mixed up. But <laughs> are we even on YouTube? Matt, still? what about Matt? It's a it's hard for me, man, because like the Friday the Thirteenth trope of the night, theme of the night. It seems like it's like teenage sex. And you're dying for your sins of of doing that, but and demon boobs. Yeah, and demon boobs. But I'm gonna have to go Nightmare on Elm Street. I think because the first Jason is isn't it like his mom? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, like Jason as as the villain doesn't even appear until the very end. Right. So Nightmare on Elm Street for me. <laughs> yes, my sister has never slept again. She refuses to fall asleep. She's a vampire. Yes. So it looks like only nightmares left have it unless unless there's a, a big slew of votes. It looks like only leftover voted for Jason. And it's only because you see a retarded down syndrome. And it's be- yeah, it's because it's the most leftover reason. <laughs> like, right. I don't know. So, uh, so you're all right. We've got a winner. Oh, I think they took Kyle down. No, I'm just oh, joking. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I did that I did pretty good though, huh? You had me fooled. <laughs> okay. It's a great bit. <laughs> so Nightmare on Elm Street wins. So I'll do next week. I was ish bailed. I was hoping if he was if he had any Star Trek news or anything that he wanted to end the show with before we do our, our giveaway. His empanadas are waiting. Dude, I think his fucking microwave broke. <laughs> Dude was a. Is your microwave a hand cranker? Ish. <laughs> to wind it up. Yes, the you know yeah, what? Yes, yes, it is. And just like we had last week, like I had the Elvira cover on our our best covers for it being a Nightmare on Elm Street homage. 
So I just, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street will always win. Ish is gone. Let's talk. Hey, Joe. None of that. None of that. Yes, Friday the 13th was about a shit mom. Do you have any Star Trek news or anything you would like to? Uh... Dude, Matt has huge William Shatner news. No, I don't. He was <laughs> on The Masked Singer, guys. Ooh. <laughs> oh, dude, I missed that. I love The Masked Singer. It's a fucking awesome show. The only Trek news this week, I guess, was IDW announced a comic book that fills the gap between seasons one and two of Strange New Worlds. Okay. So if you enjoy the show, you get to read a little more, fill in, get some extra Slam info, what come. happens in between. All right. Now we will do what everybody's been sticking around for. Because people want free shit. Oh, can we talk about dodgeball while you're winding that up? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I forgot about dodgeball. Oh, yeah. You've got super huge fucking dodgeball news to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in addition to the highlights this week, uh, I did want to announce that we have a Teespring store where you can buy shirts to support our team uh, trying to get to Italy next summer. Um, this is kind of a big endeavor. The the uh, Italians have asked for us to bring two teams. We originally were planning on bringing eight to 10 people. And now we're planning to bring 14 to 16 people. Um, and so we're, we're pulling out all the stops. We, we did a Teespring store. Um, I put the link in the Google Doc uh, for the show. Um, but it's the Triple D Dodgeball creator spring.com or something like that so we'll find the link we'll put it up but um we have tons of designs tons of shirts uh they come in different sizes styles um you, the idea basically being arizona triple d um if you can scroll down there's there's some that's just kind of a simplistic dodgeball guy design um yeah there it is in the bottom corner there bottom right corner uh the dodgeball guy design that's an original design um we get ten dollars for each shirt that you guys buy um so we're just looking for a little bit of help from you guys i know that the prices might seem a little high for a shirt but keep in mind that some of that money is coming to us uh so that we can afford to bring all our people to Italy. Um, so that's one of the things that's going on. Now, the, another thing that is happening is Ronnie, RSS Collectibles here in the chat, um, is also offering to sell comics to you guys from Merck. Merck Comics, that's what it's called, right, Kyle? Uh, the publisher is Merck. There's uh, um, Born of Blood, Meow, um, uh, I forget, uh, uh, Death Rage. Uh, those are the, the primary titles that are available. And uh, he's donating some or all of the proceeds of those sales to the, the Italy trip. And we're going to talk more about him uh, and, and show the titles a little bit more in the future. Uh, and a big, big thanks to Ronnie for doing that and offering to do that. We really appreciate it. 
Um, and as far as highlights this week, just I to interject, you could you could buy a copy of Born of Blood at Fantastic Worlds Comics. We do have it on our shelves. Do the proceeds go? You to buy it from Ish. The proceeds are coming to me. <laughs> They're going straight to Ish. <laughs> so you can fund Ish. You know, buy it from Ish. You fund Ish. Buy it from Ronnie. Then it's going to Triple D. Um, this, so this highlight right here. Um, you, yeah, let's no no music. So in our league, uh, we have a rule that if two people hit each other at the uh, at the same time or with a, a live ball, then they're both out. And if they're the last two, like me and Simon were in this particular run up, uh, we you get to do a face off. And that's what we're doing here. So uh, it was basically a tie. And so now we're facing off and then there's a run back. And then I come up, I do this little gallop thing so I can throw while I, like I, I, it just helps me to be more stable when I throw the ball, but I had to dodge four direct throws um, all by myself. Boom. It's really cool that you get this really loud smack, but we had some audio problems this week. So yeah, check out Triple D Dodgeball Instagram. Uh, check out the – oh, this was an, uh, one from two weeks ago. Ted, I had posted I had posted a clip that got like 4.5 million views, and uh, this is the sequel to that one. It was Ted Wynn standing still and Ted Wynn's moving too. Um, Ronnie says, all my sales go to Triple D. Sean hooked me up with everything they have published, and it will continue till we hit the 35K they need. And Sean, Sean, of, Sean is with uh, Mark. Comics Elite. Yeah, Comics Sean Elite. Of Comics Elite. Yeah. So he hooked him up to help Sam. So that's awesome that he did that. Thank you so much, Ronnie. Really appreciate it. And that. Sean, too. This is the GoFundMe. You know, if you guys don't want a shirt, you can always donate to the GoFundMe. It hasn't really gone anywhere since I posted it. I guess people just really don't care to see, see us <laughs> go to Italy without getting something in return. So um, uh, Ronnie's saying in the chat, Sam and I will be on Instagram this week showing the books, plus a lot of signed Zerdy books. Uh, I don't know that I'm saying that right. but um, Some of those covers are freaking cool. Yeah, these these Merc covers, Born of Blood, especially I think really caught my eye. Uh, very good art, um, a lot of blood, a lot of anime yeah. boobs. Anime <laughs> boobs rock. So so do demon boobs. Yeah. Demon boobs. So rock. thank uh, thank you everybody. If you will, we just put the the link to the 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 uh, Teespring account in the chat. So if you will, please buy a shirt. And and pass along that Teespring. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. You are welcome, sir. There it is. All right, Kyle. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. So. Whoa, we only got 14 team. entrants and there's 18 people. Let's get some comments in the chat. Let's get those numbers up. Let's give this book away. Yeah, I've done everybody. I only removed Double because he's part of the channel. So he's not part of it. Sorry, double O. Since he's part of Renovision, he's kind of. But everybody else that has commented, 
TK, you're here. TK, you're on there. Here. It's TK. Right here. See I where it says TK? TK? That's you're you. The fifth one down. So. All right, spin everybody that's commented to the show. All right, let's do this. Got it. Let's do it. His empanadas are getting cold. He's grown impatient. Dude, <laughs> I got ketchup chips waiting for me. <laughs> Astro. Astro. Congratulations, Astro. <clears throat> Mojo's, you're on there. Yeah, you see the only. Okay, so first one. You know what? Here, I'll do a giveaway. I'll give away this uh, Spider-Man Moon Girl book. Miles Morales, Spider-Man and Moon Girl. No, I'll no, give it away. <laughs> no, please don't. No, Keep please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Don't do it. For shuffle. <laughs> No, not that book. That book's stupid. No, please don't. Don't do it. <laughs> Look I at think, that, TK. You won. I think Astro and uh, Stepford both need to be nixed from future giveaways because they just seem to win everything. <laughs> <laughs> Stepford won the $100 last week. Astros winning books this week. Like, it's a family affair, I guess. This is a family show now. <laughs> complete with oh. <laughs> complete with comic boobs and everything. It's a family so, congratulations show. on our winners this week. Um, I know TK lives here locally. If you want to meet up one night at the bar or something, I'll give you your book. If not, if you want me just to ship it to you, shoot me your address and I'll ship it to you. I know you live like six miles from me so yeah so, astro go ahead and uh get in contact with me uh stefford knows how already so and i will uh mail out that samurai doggy book to you awesome sweet so that's the show the great show well, um we, we ran over yeah we went over two hours hopefully you guys had a good time um i know i did Make sure to check out uh, the Star Wars show tomorrow night where I'm sure they're going to have all that great Star Wars news uh, to fulfill all of your Star Wars holes and wants and needs. Uh, make sure to check out the TAC show on Wednesday. Uh, check out Jedi and uh, Dom's unboxings on Friday. Check out the Absolute Geek podcast on Friday. Check out um, the Thresholds Reality podcast. They got some good interviews popping off over there. Um, our last interview was great. It was so much fun. Go check it out. Astro's and, uh, asking what he won. Astro doesn't know what he won. Samurai Doggy. You won this, Astro. A Aftershock <laughs> Ambassador variant cover to Samurai Doggy number one. Uh, like I was saying before, these Ambassador covers are two per store. They only go to stores that are like top aftershock selling stores so there's not they're not a high print run um so yeah so it, was, it was close sean <laughs> it was close so that's yeah that's a cool win and uh just like uh yeah 
And whoever, I'll even throw in a couple extras, TK. Something cool that you might like as well. So I hope you guys I'll all had a good some, time this week. Star Wars shit. Shout out to the chat for being fire as always. Um, Thank you, everybody, you that came out. to hang out with us while we did Chris yeah. Tech. Guys, make sure to check out and support Chris Tech yes. and Samurai Doggy. Issue three in stores in October. Um, and I think we'll see you guys next week if we're if we're still here. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we still if we still have, I mean, if if Pete and Marco will still have us, and uh, YouTube doesn't shut us down. So. Well, they didn't pull us during why we were live, so that's yeah, that's true. But Kyle's got a phone call; he's got to wait for. So. In that case, you got anybody else want to say anything before we go? Let's do it. Sam nope. Thumbs up. Ishi's got to go eat his ketchup chips, his imported ketchup chips. Kyle's taking a shot, and I'll just say we'll see you guys He's, next it, weekend, hopefully. Ish has to let that microwave cool down. <laughs> <laughs> it's been working overtime. 